How's Jeevan doing? You speaking to her recently? Oh yeah, she's yeah, because she was the one that suggested me. Yeah, she's really good actually. She's moving. She's in Bristol, mm. smashing it, and she's actually moving house today. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, 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 I spoke to her last night, but yeah, she's great, living her best life, just being Jeevan. But yeah, she's really good, and because I do remember listening to her episode when it came out at the time. I'm I'm not going to be that great, guys. Yeah. I won't be that great. Positive energy. I read something about positive energy somewhere. I don't know if I was catching up on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) You read up on it on Instagram? No, no. As in like, like, I was catching up on the chat after you had already planned it so that I could catch up on the details. Oh, on the the chat. Apart from the rain. Okay, cool. We are ready to start? Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Third Wheel. It's episode 58, and today we're joined by Amber Sandu. Have I pronounced the surname right? Yeah, it was right, but yeah, I'm Amber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a call out from Jeevan, actually, Jeevan's episode, um, way back when. Jeevan is my best, best, best friend, literally my ride or die, and she suggested that she kind of recommended me, and I was like, yeah, go on then, why not, I'll do it. Yeah, would you like to like just tell, tell everyone a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Amber, I'm 23, um, I'm from Wolverhampton, and I am a radio and TV presenter. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what channels do you present on? I know what, I saw you on Brit Asia recently. So I was on Brit Asia. I do a lot of kids because I'm just basically a child. I'm mentally about 10. So I'm not quite well suited for that. So I have done CITV, um, some stuff for Nickelodeon, and I'm currently filming for the Scottish version of Art Attack. It's not called Art Attack. It's called oh. different. So it's a Scottish version of Art Attack. Um, so yeah, I'm currently filming for that at the moment. So yeah. CITV. Is that even a thing still? Yeah, but they're all online now. That's the thing. So I, my episodes actually don't even come on TV. So actually, I'm not even a TV presenter. Really. Oh, really? Is it like YouTube or something? Um, yeah, yeah. Is it come on YouTube? They're yeah. on like online, like kids clubs. And an art attack as well. Is it kind of, is it like the old art attack? As you, I get to say, this is one I made earlier. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. My art skills are absolutely diabolical. <laughs> Wait, so you don't need to, so you like the main host? So this is like a recent gig I've just got. Yeah, I'm the main host. I'm pretty much the face of it. I had like a trial month where they were like, we'll see how she does. And then I got called back for Halloween and Christmas episodes, which I've just finished. Like yesterday I was dressed as an elf. The day before I was dressed as a pumpkin. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm the main host of that one. And yeah, you don't, I can confirm, you do not need to have artistic skills. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Nah. How? Like- so what they do is someone behind, I'll give you all the magic, right? So what happens is- Wait, are we allowed to like publish this? publishing secrets it's fine i've done the episode so many kids dreams are going to be broken when they're into the kids i'm like yeah yeah this is all i made earlier (laughs) absolutely didn't earlier i'm not gonna lie i'm a bit disappointed (laughs) no i knew (laughs) i I found i figured out all the rage that he didn't do it all on the thing yeah the guy at the time no because i don't know about the actual second like obviously the legend um who was on there but maybe he made them but i can confirm i did not (laughs) <laughs> I, so what happens is they'll tell me what I'm making and they're like oh this is one that are like someone in our office made for you and you've just got to show this on screen but the worst thing is you have to start making it at least but it looks nothing like that one like my coloring is nothing like what they've just done so it is, it is a lie like even I watched it I'm like she didn't make that you just come <laughs> the line so um, but yeah that, that's been it's been very fun very very fun that's cool and so what that's like a recent gig that's a recent gig yeah 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 Okay, cool. And then you mentioned radio as well. Uh-huh. So what, like, are you currently on radio too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've literally been on radio since I was probably like 16, 17. And yeah, I'm still on radio only once a week though. I used to be on five days a week and then I had to get like a full-time adult job. 
to now <laughs> one day a week. So that's on a Tuesday night. So did radio like, I guess was radio voluntary then? It's a bit funny. So my presenting is still voluntary. So I don't get paid to radio present as such. But like that doesn't really bother me because I just love it so much. But yeah, I, mm. it started off when I was 16, 17, just approaching a commuter station, lying about my age so I could get in. And then oh. um, presenting the weather. So that's how it started. I literally just presented the weather, did the traffic news. And then, yeah, they gave me a slot. But it took like a few years. I didn't get my own show until I was like 20, I think. Yeah, it was 20 years old. How'd you lie about your age? Right, so like, they said you have to check. No, no, they didn't check. Basically, you have to be, I think it was minimum age of 18. I know why I'm whispering, like, who can make yeah. it? <laughs> She's already Actually, done the no, crime. D- no, do. It's, it's more, it sounds more dramatic. It sounds more effective. <laughs> um, so you have to be 18. And at the time, I was 17. I was just like, wow, what's a year going to do? I did approach her when I was 16. So I thought, shit, they're going to recognize me. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm 18. I'm off to uni. I wasn't. I was doing my final year of A-levels. And then whether they knew and they just were like she's so eager and she's not going to shut up we'll just get her in I think that might have been one of those but I yeah I lied I was like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 18 I was actually 17 and that's how I got in and then I never left I was like I'll do anything like all the little jobs I'll do it because I just wanted to get in and yeah that's and then I, I've been at that station since then so WCR which is my local like community station oh awesome I mean I'm just gonna clarify if there's um any kids listening to this um, even though it's an over 18 show don't try this um <laughs> yeah this, this may have worked back then but there, there's too many legal implications of anyone under 18 on tv so yeah please don't do that oh gosh imagine we've been in like 16 minutes I'm like yeah so I like that this I do like that yeah, this is a great start. Well, the YouTube titles are going to be a fun one on this one, Aaron. I'm not getting any more gigs now. <laughs> how how did you, so was volunteering at that radio station like your first taste of kind of media work? Um, yeah. It really, oh, no, no, no. I lie again. When I was 15, <laughs> when I was 15, I did a week of work experience at BBC Asia Network in the mailbox. I was in year 10 and you know you have to do that week of work experience at school. Yeah. A lot of people were just like going to like mum's like company or like a school that they went to. But I was like, no, genuinely, I want to go somewhere that I want to work eventually. So again, I was like really annoying person. Like I just rang up Asia Network. No one believes the story. Like I literally rang up Asia Network and I said, listen, I'm 15 years old. Didn't lie about my age at time. So it was a BBC, I was a bit more scared. And I, I literally just picked the phone. I was like, I really want to do work experience just for a week. Can you please have me? And then, yeah, she said, yeah, you can. You would never be able to do that now because it's like, so you have to do my forms and it's like online yeah. and all of this. Um, and then, yeah, I went for a week and that was my first insight into media. And then I was like, oh, like, I want to work here. It's so cool. Did you do that work experience, Hamish, in year 10? Yeah, I did it at Maplin's in Wembley Park. I don't, I don't think it exists anymore. Maplin's, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good electrical, electrical store that is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rate it. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bit dead, I won't lie, it was a bit of a rip-off type of thing. I remember seeing that on your LinkedIn before, but I didn't realise it was a uh, It was that one week thing. thingy, but you can't, on LinkedIn, I don't think you can say something that's one week, it says one month. Yeah, by default. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, like, a bunch of my friends were working in the curries next door, and there was another store next there as well. So basically, after, at lunch or whatever, we'd just meet up, and on the way back, we'd just meet up and go back home together. It was, just, it was quite simple back back in those days. Hamish used the week as a social event, pretty much, then. He just kind of <laughs> planned where his friends were, and we're like, listen, I'll just, I'll just go here. No, no, Nothing I honestly crew, did Curry's crew. Because I, I was thinking, like, yo, I want them to hire me for a um, part-time job at the time, as well, and so let, right now, I'll do this for free. I'll put in the shift. Obviously, that didn't happen, but you know they they made sure they made use of the one week that I was there. But yeah, so it was free as well. I didn't get paid, so just yeah. just to put that. Mm. I know some people got paid. I was I was actually like I was like oh, I wish I got paid. Yeah, because imagine asking your mom every morning like yo I, I need some money for lunch and I'm like 
Oh no. I have to think about how I ask it. Or I just don't have lunch the day before and then have lunch the day after. No, mum was always like, you have to make your lunch at home. And that's like, even when I'm an adult now, I'm like, oh, like I might eat out for lunch. Like, no, make your sandwich at home. Shop, we've got food at home. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It's not Nando's, is it? No, come on. <laughs> but um, no, I am. Um, oh, none. I think no one in my school got paid. It was all like a week of free, and they absolutely rinsed us in that week. Absolutely rinsed us. So I think I got paid. I can't remember. No, you didn't, Aaron. Where did you go? It wouldn't surprise me if Aaron got paid. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I do such a good job. <laughs> hey, where, um, did you, where did you go for your week? I we did two weeks actually. Okay. I went to BNY Mellon. Raw. I'm thinking it's like a financial institute or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a financial institution, but is it like a investment bank or something? Like Ooh, that, wait, Ooh, you had a yeah. Well, it's what? a bank. It's bank of New bank of New York Mellon. Yeah. He just said he's so blase, like oh, I was banking on us yeah. <laughs> To be honest, at that time I was like, okay, this is dead. It's got Mellon name. What the what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but that well, that was that was just a case of like who you know, not like mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have to do much. I just knew knew someone for like family and friends that was able to get me in oh man back in the day i remember it was just all retail like there was no other options for us and it was just that yeah like you had to do some sort of retail yeah i I, th- I think that was that was common like i don't, I can't remember anyone else having like being white men not to like toot my own horn but <laughs> I, I can't believe i just found this out <laughs> I, I just remember like because at the time like year 10 like i was i was looking about eight years old and i was walking around this corporation building with like hundreds of employees in suits and all that I turn up first day in like a tie and everything and they they i think they some of them like thought, they thought was it was like, that bring your kid to work <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even joking it was it was a uh, yeah it was a bit weird and then and i realized not to get a job like that so it's fine that's fair enough <laughs> to be honest here like i guess since back then now i'd always taken lunch apart from like select days when i want to eat out but i'd always now taken lunch just because well, whenever the last time I went office was, just because it saves a lot more money and it's better food than what you can get in at least where I work, which is ironic considering where I work is actually meant to be a bougie place. Where do you work? I'm in Canary Wharf. Oh, bruce. So I did. I'm I, not that bougie. Calm down. <laughs> oh my God. So I went there for, at uni, you had to do like a placement, right? Mm-hmm. And I did it in Canary Wharf and it was so bougie. I thought, so I had a place, right? I was like, what? I was like, so much glass in one place. Exactly, yeah. So much glass. I'm like, why is everything see-through? Why? Everything. Yeah. Um, and then even the lifts are bougie. Like, even the lifts. I was just like, what? And coming from Wolves, we don't have Oh, to- you must have went to one of the tent buildings or something because I don't remember my lift being bougie in the place I work. I went, so I did um, a month. I wrote for the Daily Mirror, the sport, and mm-hmm. they were like, on like one of the top top floors but yeah i know i felt so out of place in my life <laughs> i was only brand yeah. in the office as well so yeah uh, honestly the only food recommendations i have for canary wolf are literally nando's well i haven't had the wasabi since they got refurbed and what else is then the canary wolf there's a falafel place and that's it not there's nothing else to eat in canary wolf when they took away the gbk they took away canary wolf the only thing you can recommend is nando's there's a prep Bro, you know? oh i've never had prep so i can't speak for prep but the I've stayed away from Pratt. There's a Pratt. Uh, yeah, not going to lie. I On my first day, I was like, I just really fancy KFC. And I I think the nearest one was like a 20 minute work and walk. And I was like, what is this? Or any fast food. I just wanted fast food because my, my diet is so healthy. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah, honestly, like if you're, if you're working in Canary Wharf in the future, anyone, just bring crack lunch, man. There's nothing to eat. Unless you have no taste buds, man. And it's a rip off as well. Like, so just don't bother doing it. Nando's is literally, Nando's and the Flaffle place next to the station are the only two good places I can recommend anyone. Cool. Yeah. Bit of a tangent, but uh, <laughs> back, back on to like the, the radio media stuff. So when you applied for the work experience, I'm assuming you kind of knew you wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Were you interested in it? 
Mm, yeah, so like at school, I was mm. I was just a bit of a little shit. I didn't stop talking. I was awful at school until about year 10. And then <clears throat> my mum threatened me. She was just like, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she was like, listen, you're going to have an arranged marriage if you don't sort yourself out. And I was like, I was like, shit. Obviously, she was Wait, how old are you? 15. Okay. She would not do this. Love my mother. But that's, that's what she threatened me with. She was just like, sort yourself out. Um, yeah. And yeah, well, it was year 10 when I sorted myself out. And like the teachers at school were like, you need to put that voice to you, Samba. I was like, what do you mean? Because I was always telling jokes in class. I was a bit of a class clown. I like, I, I was that kid. And I went to an all girls school as well. So yeah, um, class clown, like Jeevan, who was on the episode before, absolute angel absolute angel and there was me just like goofing around in lessons and then they were like you need to put this voice to use and then I used to listen like I listened to radio every single morning like every single morning when I came home from school it would be on I'm like I could do this what radio station um when I was younger Asian Network Radio One Capital there was local ones in Wolverhampton as well like Heart and Beacon these don't exist anymore actually so the local ones in Wolves as well and I just loved it because I, I think I love the fact that you can listen to somebody and they can just like like fully make your day make you smile play a song that you love like I loved that connection and I was like I could do this I think I could do this they would chat all day so I do I chat all day and then <laughs> And I was, I was like Googling, how, how can I join, join stations? How can I get involved? I was looking at presenters that I really liked and their path in. So I'd go mm-hmm. Google, go on their Wikipedia. I was like, I really want to do this. And because my school was so academic, saying you want to be a radio presenter was like the unknown. They were like, what? Sorry, sorry what? Doctor? Yeah. Medicine? Let's go. <laughs> but to be like, to do media or something like that, it was just not a thing. So I was like, I'm going to have to like do this on the sly and then still like pretend to be academic. But yeah, and that's what I kind of did. So I think it was, yeah, it was just all the chatting at school and listening to radio and not even realising that Amber, like you listen to it every day, like you could be doing this. And that dawned on me when I was 15, 16, I think. Yeah. You know, at the time, did you ever just think of just starting your own little station and somehow and just like putting out on the internet or something at the time? Like a pirate, pirate radio. I see, I wasn't that smart. <laughs> not that smart. You can imagine, I could have the biggest station right now. Uh, yeah, I wasn't that smart. I didn't know about pirate stations and stuff like that. I always listened to like the legit ones, but. I wish I had done something like that. What I used to do, though, was with my little MP3 player, because I didn't have an iPod until I was a bit older, I used to, like, stop the songs in between and pretend I was on the radio. And, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I used to be like, oh, this is Amber FM. <laughs> I used to do that, but it was never a thing. Only I could hear it. Oh, that's, that's cool, that's cool. I feel like we have the same effect on people when they listen to us, just, like, making a day better and uh, <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. I already are. the messages we're going to get after this. <laughs> um okay so you you had your work experience and then did you kind of like i'm assuming they were like oh yeah you're good like do you know nah i don't think no i don't think they noticed me in the office to be honest because i'm so quiet i'm so nervous i look like a boy oh so did you actually get like airtime no 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 oh yeah okay probably specified like i was only 15 so there was no chance of me going on air or anything like that um i wasn't even presenting at this point either it was like pretty much behind the scenes so i'd see how mm. to make the shows i'd sit with the presenters and the producers and yeah that's how it worked so I, I saw how they made a radio show which was so interesting because you don't actually consider it you don't actually think oh my god all the work that goes into the show so yeah, yeah. Make, writing the scripts um, and i didn't do any of this by the way i just watched so like writing the scripts booking the guests they were like playlist of music and i was like yeah like who does all that even with a presenter like when texts come in phone calls all of that. I saw all of that in the week and I worked across different shows. I saw presenters that I'd listened to 
So like I fangled a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was really interesting. And that was just in the week of work experience. And then I wanted to go back. I was like, I want to work here. But it just seemed so far away. And I was I, at the point at that point, I didn't think it was going to happen. But I was like, oh, it's yeah. I've, I've had a week there. I can do a Hamish and put it on my CV, like Maplin. <laughs> so that's what I did. That's literally what I did. And I put it on there. So how does the process differ from, say, like podcasting? So podcasting, well, to be honest, you, you've been pretty transparent to like our process to your episode. There isn't that much more that goes into like the preparation. But then we just edit afterwards. Whereas I guess they're live. Yeah, they're live. So if you make a mistake, then oh, you've made a mistake. Everyone heard it. But if you do a pre-recorded show, which is a lot of the late night shows across the stations, then you you have the like option to edit it. And yeah, I think that's the only slight difference. I think podcasts are a lot more casual, and there's a lot more chat. Like if they're just presented by themselves, okay, it's them. It's, it's just a one-headed show. But um, yeah, I think that's how it differs. And late night shows are pre-recorded. I love how I'm giving you all the secrets here. Right. So not, not all of them. No, a lot of them. A lot of them are. Yeah, yeah. Because like 1am, 2am, there's going to be a presenter sat there. Like they'll have, they'll have pre-recorded it and then it will have gone out on air. I thought they were hustling out there, man. Yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were on the grind. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were in the studio just broadcasting. Just name this episode. Amber reveals all the secrets about radio and <laughs> TV and then she'll leave yeah. it. No, um, no just, a lot of them are pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah. That changes everything. Aaron, we're changing this to a late night show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So after that work experience, you kind of then knew you wanted to do this. Uh-huh. I don't think mum took it very seriously. Like I said to mum, I was like, oh, I want to work at Asian Network. She's like, oh, like, yeah, 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 you should. So I was like 15, 16 years old. So it wasn't, I don't think it was taken seriously. I wouldn't take myself seriously. Still wouldn't do it now. Um, so I told her and then she was just like, well, like you need to, you need to I think it was mom actually that encouraged me she's like well you should reach out to like heart and like they, we had stations near us I was so fortunate so okay. I reached out to all of them so she encouraged me to do that At school I didn't tell I really didn't tell because you know what it was right I didn't think I'd be able to do it I, and you when you don't think you're gonna be able to do something you don't want to look stupid so if I okay, went yeah. and be like guys I'm gonna be a radio presenter yeah I don't think I would have been taken seriously so I just kept it on the DL and was like, you know, I, I know I want to do this. So let's see if it can actually happen. And it was only when I got to uni that I started to tell people. Because then I, I think I started to believe that, oh, yeah, actually, this could be a thing. This could happen. But uni, you decided to like choose something like totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to do so. It came to that. Basically, I didn't even want to go to uni to begin with, if I'll be honest with you. I applied for the BBC's apprenticeship. I just wanted to work for BBC. I just wanted to work there. I don't know why, but there was just this idea. I was like, I need to be there. I need to be there. So I applied for the apprenticeship, didn't get it. I, was, I kept applying, I kept applying. And then it got to UCAS and my school were like, you're going to have to apply for uni. I was like flipping out. I was like, okay, well, let's apply for uni. And I was going to do psychology. And then I started to write my personal statement. I was like, no, this is not for me. I can't even write a sentence about psychology, let alone do three years. And then I was, I was massively sporty in school. So if I wasn't chatting rubbish I was playing sports I was playing football cricket netball so I was always in the PE department and my PE teacher just said to me she was like why don't you do sport and I was like yeah but I don't want to be a PE teacher I was like do not ironically I did go do PE teacher for a year but that's another story you, you said that to your PE teacher <laughs> yeah but I don't want to be like you though <laughs> actually now become like such a good friend my PE teacher has but yeah I, was like, I don't want to be a PE teacher Oh no, I'm going to do walking. Um, I was like, I don't want to deal with kids like me. Um, and she's like, why don't you go do sports? Like, there's different options. And she was like, go and research it tonight. And then I looked and it was like, of course, that's sports science where you learn about like the, 
um, like the body and you learn about like how what it takes to be an athlete and I was like oh like wow this is actually so interesting so because I knew I kind of knew from like when I said I'd research paths into radio and the presenters dead you don't need to have a radio degree like doing a radio degree is such a waste of time like as much as you've got it and it's it might be useful but you don't need it like you really don't need it to experience so I do not need to get a radio degree yeah, yeah you can do radio broadcasting at unis such as like Salford Sheffield Hallam there's so many unis that do it and um I was like, I don't need to do radio broadcasting I don't need to do a journalism degree I need to make sure when I'm at uni doing sport I'm get I'm still doing that experience I'm still getting all that experience and I don't fall off that so I decided to do sports science it looked like an interesting degree yeah. um, I was like oh I get to still play sport I get to go to a sport uni I think what I wanted to do was carry on playing sport I loved it so much and then I chose to do that everyone thought I was mental in the three years everyone thought she was like this girl does not know what she's doing <laughs> well, why is she doing a sports degree she wants to be a radio presenter I was like listen trust me like I think I know what I'm doing if it doesn't work out then you can laugh at me but I yeah and then I did sports science and it was the best three years ever I really enjoyed it at uni did you join like the uni radio or something yeah yeah so they didn't really have one when I got there I was like well this needs to change I was like where is your station and then yeah so they had they did like at Worcester they had like journalism degrees and they had I think it was like a radio production one I was like yeah you guys are doing these degrees but where is your studio and then they had everything but no one had actually like set it up or anything so yeah I was I helped part of that they were like but your sports science you can't get involved I was like listen hold up I was like come on I was like let me be involved <laughs> I had to kind of like wing my way into there and then yeah I was part of the radio part of the student radio I was still doing WCR and then I was still trying to do things on the side. So like, for example, going to Canary Wharf, I tried like newspaper journalism. That's when I did um, the sports desk. I was like, this isn't for me. I can't write. Not for me. I, worked, I did Sky Sports as well. So while I was at uni, I went, I went down and worked at Sky Sports for a bit. I just tried to do things while I was at uni because I was like, I need to build this CV with so much experience. When I come out, I've, I know all my friends are going to be going for sports science jobs and I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be going for media radio journalism tv jobs so i need to build that experience um so yeah that's what i kind of did so was it ever even like a consideration to go down the sports sports route it was you know like when i i was in my final year and people were getting offers from like graduate jobs and i got one from lucas aid and i was like yes i could have lucas aid for life like i could have lucas aid <laughs> yeah that's it i mean like mad and I was and I was like like rush I actually take it but it was working in a lab which isn't me at all it was working with their tech ISO something team and I was like I can't even pronounce the word I do not want to work there <laughs> and I think I'd be taking it to be like oh my god I work at Lucas Aid but it's not what I want to do it's really yeah. what I want to do and I just come back from Sky Sports and I was like listen I know and my um course leader was like are you mad like why are you not taking this I was like I don't want to do it I, was like, I don't I don't want to do that so yeah I was I considered it for the free Lucas Aid I'd get but then I was like, nah, it's not. So yeah, it was it was an option. And then I have, when I came out of uni, ironically, I did go and do PE teaching for a bit because I couldn't get a job in radio or media. And that was another adventure. And that was karma because I was like, I don't want to be a PE teacher. <laughs> and then I ended up teaching primary school kids. <laughs> also, Luca said, if you wish to sponsor us, please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke, can we get a sponsor here, please? <laughs> yeah, those Lucas Aid sports, uh, they're, they're, they're quite expensive, you know. They are, aren't they? Mum and really pound a pop. Offer, so. Yeah, yeah. What was your like breakthrough into like your current media roles? Oh, so my breakthrough was a year after uni, I uh, there was a role, so there was a traineeship, a paid traineeship at BBC Asia Network for a whole year. And it was with the radio production team in Birmingham and it like I was like, shit, this is for me. I was like, I need to apply, like I need to apply. And I was 
I was teaching at the time, so I was teaching primary school kids. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do the application? How am I going to do go to the interview? Like, how am I going to wing all this? So I applied for it and praying. I was like, I just wanted it. I wanted it so bad. I was like, this is this is what I want. And um, that was it. And I got the interview. There were like, I think 500 odd people applied for it. They narrowed 10 down so with a shortlisted 10. And, and then I got an interview. I got an interview and then somehow managed to bag it. And then that was my route into Asian Network. And then never look back and I still work there and I feel so fortunate because if it wasn't for that I'd probably still be teaching kids yeah so that was my route in yeah, I was gonna ask you like after you secured the bag with um with the Asia wait was that fuck up wait oh Asian Network yeah Asian Network yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so like how long ago was that and so it's been a year two years so last May so okay. May 2019 I started Asian Network my contract ended, so my traineeship ended this July. So July during lockdown, my contract ended. They couldn't keep me on. And now I'm freelance for them. So like I'm a freelance assistant producer for them. Okay, so you had like mostly like radio experience. So then how did you get the TV stuff? Oh, fluke, mate. I don't even know how this happened. Right. So um, someone recommended me. Oh, sugar, I just spat cereal out. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, basically, the TV stuff. So I never considered myself as a TV presenter ever. Like, yeah, yeah. Ever. like I was like, I call too many faces. I don't hide anything on my face. If I'm annoyed, you will see it on my face. You, see, you, don't, you don't see that on radio. And I got, so a friend of mine recommended me. They were like, we need a kids TV presenter really quick. Like we haven't got time. Like they need, literally need it the next day. And she used to present with me and she was like, oh, I know this girl. She's a radio presenter, but she's good with kids and she's a bit of a kid herself. So they recommended <laughs> me and I was on holiday and she was like, you need to send over like a clip have you reading something? I was like, what do you want me to read? I was like, I haven't got a kid's book here, have I? She's like, well, make one up. And I was like, do you want me to make up a kid's story? So I had to make up a kid's story, read that uh, on this camera and then send it like a headshot of me. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do the kids TV stuff. Yeah, why not? And then they were like, yeah, sent over some scripts. They were like, you need to learn this. I was like, I didn't sign up for this. I was like, this isn't the school play. You want me to learn a script. I had to learn three scripts while I was on holiday. So then the week after I came back, I went to go film and yeah, I did it. And I think it was one of those I had to fake it to make it. So like I had to be in front of the camera to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I've done this like so many times. And they they were like, oh like, have you been? You've been in the camera before, haven't you? Like you're just in that. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm I come from a radio background. I was like, I'm ne- I'm never in front of. They were like, oh like you're really good. So it was one of those where I just kind of had to be like, you know, just do it. And I think that's how I managed it. So it was just a recommendation. It was someone recommended me. I think it's this whole like networking thing. They like. You, like truly when you meet people like if you leave an impression things like this can happen yeah. and that an example of it and yeah that's how the kids tv stuff happened and it's been really fun i would never count myself as a, t- a tv presenter i don't think i i don't think i really am but yes yeah, so like now if someone asks you are you a tv presenter or radio presenter yeah i'm a radio presenter first the tv thing i just fluked that I flew. people spent ages to get into tv and i was just there like i just make up a kid's story and then i'll read the camera do you prefer one over the other? Is it still radio? I think I prefer TV. I think I prefer TV. Okay. But Why? How come? I think, you know what I think it is? I think you'd see my face on the screen. I'm like, oh, it's me. Yeah. I think I'd be the same, to be honest. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, I think it's because you get to see like a personality more. I think radio is, so, is the, it's the art of a voice. So like it, it's all to your voice. Whereas TV, it's your body language, it's how you are yeah. with a person. And if you see that, it's infectious, whereas it's a lot harder to do that on radio. So I think I, I think I do prefer TV. 
Yeah, do you have to do like makeup and all that beforehand? Oh, no one does that for me. This ain't no Maya Jama thing, nah. <laughs> I was gonna ask you because you make you basically um, seem like a Maya Jama. Maya Jama on TV, yeah. I don't see this, but it's a massive compliment. It's basically. Do you know what it is? It's the energy. It's the energy that you oh, put portray. You guys, that's so kind. Um, <laughs> I see it. Every, someone said to me at a wedding the other day. They're like, "Oh, like you're just like Maya Jama." I was like, "I don't." The biggest compliment. Biggest yeah. compliment. I don't see it though. Yeah, um, yeah take it, take it. Yeah, she's living the life, but nah, nah. I am um, no dressing room here, no green room, no makeup here. I'd literally do it all myself, tan up. Not even for art attack. Not even for art attack. No, oh. I got costumes. Oh, art attack! I got these sick costumes. Oh <laughs> god, incredible! The costumes were great, but no, they didn't do my makeup. Nothing like that. It's because it was a indie production company, so indie production is on a lower budget, but they still mm-hmm. make the programs. So they still do a good job, but it's just a lower budget. So that's why. Honestly, it's great though. Like that's it's an insane life journey. I'm not gonna lie. I started off by lying, and it didn't get me any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the moral of the story is fake it to make. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I, I think about it, and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool, or like YouTube stuff, and like doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been like confident, like especially for TV. Like, do you fuck up a lot? Yeah, fully. Yesterday, fluffed up so much. I had to tell one bloody Christmas joke, which was, "What do elves learn at school?" the alphabet and I kept getting it wrong <laughs> and I was like huh, get it alphabet? and I know we need to do it again we need to do it again I was like what do you mean I was like the joke's not funny how do you want me to make this joke funny and <laughs> I'm like I forget my line I because I talk too fast I talk way too fast so they're like the kids aren't going to understand you you need to slow down and I was like I don't know how to so yeah I fluff up all the time but it's, I think it's just I just comes with the nature of it I think I think doing different it's not one take I'm not a one take I'm not one take Amber at all. Some days it's okay, like the Halloween episode banged it out in the first one. I was like, this is great. Next one, I had to do four takes. So do fluff up, but it's not live. So you have that, it's a pre-recorded element, isn't it? So yeah, you see the speaking fast thing. I think that's like, depending on how you grew up, because yeah, I had, I have that issue. So even at uni, I think people, one of the reasons people couldn't understand me as much because I kept speaking fast and sometimes my words will slur into each other. So it'd be like a murmur kind of. On the podcast, basically, I make sure to slow down as much as I can, unless I get in the moment and I'm explaining something or like there's some sort of debate going on. And then it may just get carried away. And in the edit, I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> like, there's, no way, there's no way to fix it oft on the edit when you speak that fast or when you like when your words slur into each other. And you can't even put subtitles on a podcast, can you? So you have to actually... No, the yeah. thing is the subtitles actually are worse for me because Aaron's one, yeah, would actually do relatively well on YouTube. Like you see the automatic ones do well. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just like butchered. It's like all sorts. <laughs> like I got a clue what this guy's saying. Yeah. Honestly, if anyone wants to try that, just go to YouTube, click on subtitles on any other podcast and just listen to any bit where I'm speaking. And you'll see that there's a big difference between the subtitles, which it can recognize Aaron's voice and, you know, convert it to text. But mine's is just like, nah. <laughs> also, re- with regards to, you said that obviously the presenting and so on. Did you ever try to do YouTube whilst you're growing up? So I really wanted to because I love Lily Singh. So Lily Singh's like my inspo in life. She, yeah. I just love her. So I was like, I want to be like her. Like I really want, like I used to watch her YouTube videos at lunch. Like me and my friends, we always used to watch them. Like we were religious, like Lily Singh fans. I did really want to do it, but I just didn't know how to. I didn't have the equipment, didn't have the camera, didn't have the ideas, didn't think I was funny enough. And yeah, I think, I think to this day, like people suggest like, oh, like, oh, you should be on YouTube, Amber. But I just, I, it was really bad. I know it sounds like you guys don't believe it, but I don't think I've got the confidence to do YouTube. I think because there's so many people out there who are doing it, I'm like, well, what makes me different? What what would people want to see out of me? So I think until I thought of that idea, I don't think I, I could do it just yet. But yeah, something I'd love to do. I would love to have my own YouTube channel and make like, I think it'd have to be funny. Like it'd have to be like comedy skits and stuff. But yeah. Aaron, do you, did you ever do YouTube when you were younger? 
Yeah, yeah. Tech AC7. That used to be my... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. My channel. <laughs> no way. What did you used to do on it? So, like, for me, like, yours, you said Lily Singh. Mine was, like, Soldier Knows Best or MKBHD, who are, like, these tech YouTubers. Okay. And they would just basically, like, well, not even buy products. They'd be given products and then, like, do, like, unboxings off it or, like, reviews off, like, tech, like, phones and laptops and mm-hmm. laptop tutorials and, like, stuff like that. So I I did, like, a handful, like, actually, like, record tutorials on a Mac and... I remember my sister got a laptop at some point and I like boxed it up just so I can feel myself unboxing it. Oh, love that. <laughs> and then, yeah, like intros and stuff like that. But yeah, that was, that was something I definitely wanted to do. Like I wanted to be probably a YouTuber. I don't know what age this was, but um, yeah, no, I just, I, I've removed the channel now. I can't even find it. Right. Like it's, it's cringe. I can't even find the videos. I actually want to find the videos that I made, but I can't find them anywhere. I actually have like a backup of certain ones. Some are still on YouTube that haven't been taken down because some were taken down for bullshit reasons. Yeah, but I could I couldn't even bother contesting it because you know I was just watching everything get taken down slowly. So I remember like because I was techy enough, I guess at the time to learn just um, video editing and stuff like that. All I had to do was when my friend got this thing called a HD PVR, so it kind of recorded like your PS3 gameplay or whatever at the time. So when we used to play Call of Duty, since we were like decent, and then we tried to do the commentary stuff over it, but until then, Call of Duty had an inbuilt like. Call of Duty is just a shooter game on PlayStation, just for people who don't know. It had an inbuilt like theater system uh, later on. So you could just upload small clips and the, my clips used to get a shit ton of views. And I just remember at the time, like, yeah, I can make it in YouTube. I just need <laughs> equipment. But I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. So I just kept going. And then I stopped eventually because obviously, you know, um, education took priority in A-levels. You could be like a viral COD YouTuber now if you carried it. I thought of that, but then I don't want to like to, um, be like in hindsight. So I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm here for a reason. Ease, very ease. Amma, do you know Chunks and Philly? Yeah, Young Chunks, love them. Yes. So like they, like looking at them, they kind of, I'm not too sure about Philly, but Chunks definitely, he was a YouTuber, like started off as a YouTuber. But then like through like just their personalities and YouTubers, they're like basically TV presenters now. I know Chunks now has got like a Sky Sports Saturday morning show. Both of them do a lot of like pro direct stuff and then Foot Asylum stuff as well. So um, it's definitely like a really good like pathway, especially like just getting your personality out there, I guess. And it's also like, I don't know, this is also one of my questions. Like if you have like a portfolio, because like YouTube, I guess, is their portfolio for them. So they can send that around when they're applying for stuff or... Yeah, definitely. I think YouTube is such a great platform. And yeah, that is like Chunks was on YouTube. I not sure about Philly, but yeah, Chunks definitely was. And I think it, it is great because you build up, because when you apply for presenter jobs, they want to see like a showreel. So I can yeah. imagine he would put like on there, but it's also good scouting. Like people watch YouTube and people will see like things that pop off. So like things that have got like a lot of views and Chunks was getting a lot of views. And it's all in the personality, all in the personality. What works, what makes them too great and what you want to watch them is because you know there's going to be banter. Um, you know, they're a bit cheeky and they just bounce off each other. So nah, they're brilliant. I love them. So like what's... Yeah, you- yeah, go on, Hamish. No, no, go on. I was just going to make a dead joke. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just what, what's like. what's like next for you? What is next for me? Um, okay, so the kids' TV stuff is going to resume again in November. We've got like a few more Christmas episodes to finish off, but that's for something a bit different. It's not for the artifact stuff. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but that's more TV stuff. What else have I got? I'm going back to Asian Network next week to do more work. So I'll be assistant producing for the rest of the month. What else is coming up? What else is coming up? It's all just gone from my head. What do do you see yourself like in five years time or like 10 years time? What? Um, To be on national radio. Yeah, yeah, that's like 
that's what I want to happen. So at the moment, I think what I'm looking for is a step up from where I am. So like the community radio, I would love to like branch out to like Birmingham or even to like a local BBC station. So like you have the local ones like, yeah. you know, like BBC Nottingham, stuff like that. I'd love to like go into there because I think from where I am to go to national is a big step. So I need that in between. So trying to find that in between. So yeah, in five years time, how old am I going to be? 28. Oh my God, so old. <laughs> by 28, I'd love to be on national radio. I would love to be. If it hasn't happened by then, that's also okay. That's fine. We're not going to be ourselves about it. Um, but yeah, by 28, I would love to be on national radio and like have a show and yeah, be doing more TV stuff and just having a, having a good time, you know? Yeah, just remember us. <laughs> the um do you, do you have a like an intro or an outro yeah on my tuesday night show i definitely do so like something just to like set the tone of the show like so if people tune in what are they expecting yeah i do have like an intro and like i have jingles and stuff like that jingles are the most exciting thing about radio when it's just like it's amber with the tuesday takeover like i <laughs> like i still so gassy on the jingle, the jingle. So yeah, I do have intros, do have outros, things like that. Things no, I mean, just- like something you say, like east to like young Phillies, like yeah, man, or like chunks, oh, that, like a little slogan. song at the beginning. Yeah, like a little slogan or like, or like. Slogan. So like for us, we're always like, "Hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts." And well, Aaron, you butchered that today. You didn't say that. Yeah, no, today, today, kind of fucked it. But, <laughs> um, oh, did I not? Did I not say that? You didn't say that. I didn't say. I was like, wait, Aaron's just going straight into the intro. Oh fuck shit! It. I, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I honestly thought you intentionally done it and I missed the message where you said that you're going to change the intro. Yeah? No, no, like, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, people uh, listening now, I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. <laughs> 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 this is uh, Hamish. Uh, but yeah do, yeah, do you have something you say like every time? There's two things that I always do say that I've only just picked up on that I just think I don't, I didn't realise I said it as much, but it has literally become my thing. I'm like, oh, like you're tuned into Good Vibes Radio with Amber. So like good vibes radio is my thing and I've got you. So like, I'll always do this thing. I'm like, listen, you've got me all the way up until nine o'clock. If there's a tune that you want, I've got you. I'm like, where have you got the number? <laughs> so it makes no sense, but mine is like, I've got you. So wait, do you actually take in the audio request? I mean, the song request? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, get your requests in. Come on. Tuesday, 7 till 9 p.m. Good vibes radio. I've got you. Hamish and Aaron locked in doing their podcast so yeah get your requests in guys i'll play something on tuesday wait what kind of a genre um so between seven and eight i count down like all the chart hits like your top 20 and then eight or nine it's just a big fat party i can't lie to you (laughs) do you have any restrictions when it comes to song requests because i don't know if you're like restricted to certain music from certain labels or anything i'm a bit risky so eight or nine i've got more of a specialist music show so i can play like grime dancehall bashman bangra now we're talking yeah, and I can play all of that. <laughs> my music, so I I can play all of that. It's just got to be clean, so I can't. I've got to play the clean versions. Oh. So I played like Dutch Chevelli's Bando Diaries. I literally couldn't. Oh my god! So I was like, "What's the point of this?" But it's a banger, so I was like, "I gotta play it." So yeah, no, guys, if you want to request, I can make it happen. I'm gonna write it down and then I'll play it on Tuesday. I was gonna shout out the remix at the end of this episode with with one four. Yeah, should we play that? On let's just write that down. Amy yeah. wants the remix. I need to find a clean version of that. So. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna shout out the remix on this episode, yeah, but now, now that's got me thinking. I'm gonna send, actually send a few requests on. Listen in now. Wait, Tuesday, seven to nine p.m. Seven to nine p.m. Plug, plug. Um, Aaron, what song would you like? Oh, let, let me. I'll give it to you by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll let figure me, something. Let me have a think. We can make that happen. It's it is a party vibe. Like it's leave my show thinking it's Friday, but shit, it's Tuesday evening. Yeah, my my choice would be very different to Hamish's probably, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess continuing to mix things in. So Amber had requested a rap or crap. 
So there's going to be some bars in here by myself. So those those are the ones that are going to be crap, obviously. So um, MC Waste Main at your finest. Um, and then there's going to be some real, you know, bars slash lyrics or whatever from other songs. And at first, you're going to guess if it's rap or crap if you both tie. Because I still want to give the point out to someone. If it's a rap, you'll have the choice to justify, you know, who you think it is and what song it is. And then if one of you gets it right, I'll give the point to that additional point to that person or we'll just carry on to the next. All right. The first one. You guys both ready? Yeah. 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 In the commotion, they keep saying, H, why are you going to take the crazy fights? I guess it's all this ill vision. Is that rap or crap? Oh, is this? There's a certain word in there that I'm like. Oh, this is hard. I don't know why I picked this game. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Honestly, this had me stressing last Steve because I couldn't fix some of the rap or crap in here <laughs> properly. Okay. All right, cool. So yeah, both of you reveal your answers. I went crap. I went rap. Oh. So it's actually crap. It's actually by me. I appreciate yes. <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay, fine. I- I'll explain some of the context behind it. So I actually made this too when I was listening to Ain't It Different by, you know, Hedy One Stormzy and yeah. AJ Tracy. And basically I was thinking like, because there's always commotion or because I say outrageous things sometimes. So I was like, I said H as well, just because M Honcho and H is used interchangeable. Um, so I said, why are you going to take these crazy fights? Also referring to that. And then I was like, I guess it's all this ill vision. So referring to the way I see things or the... The clothing brand by Tove Jizzle on YouTube. Shout out. Yeah, that's how I do. Just call him M. Hamish. That's it. It's M. Hamish. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, no M. call Hamish. me H. Moncho. The next one. I put my feelings on safety so I don't go shooting where your heart be. Deep. Bruh. <laughs> As I said, I had to mix up. I had to mix everything up this week. Yeah, but what did you both go for? Rap. I went rap too. Can you guess? try guess the song? Because you're both right. So I need you to both try guess the song and artist if possible. If, if you know this, I, I, think, I think you may know this. Um, but I don't know what the song is. Aaron, can you guess this? I've got an artist. Oh, I think I'm... Oh, yeah, right. We'll go with... Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not, I don't think I'm right at all. But I, I think I'm sure I'm the artist. But yeah, we'll see. Okay, I've submitted mine. All right. So what are you both your answers? I went for... Um, Ronan Keating, Life is a Roller Coaster. Lol. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Roller Coaster. Um, I went for LMA with Trip. You're actually, you got a spot on, so you just... What? Oh my God. <laughs> we played it on the show. Only, I only, oh, wow. That's the only reason I knew that. But yeah, LMA, Trip. And I wasn't even sure if it was Trip, but do I get double points? Because I guessed the name as well. Um, yeah, you got three points for that. Aaron got one. Three. Oh. When, when I saw her send the artist, I was like, oh shit, Aaron's fucked. Because <laughs> I, I had a feeling that Aaron, I thought Aaron could know it just because of the type of song it is, but I guess not. All right, the next one. You would have thought rap would open doors. Retaliation is a must. When I buck my ops, there's no remorse. Submitted. All right, so what did you both submit? That's fucking bullshit. That's crap. It's <laughs> got crap <laughs> written all over it. <laughs> wait, wait, actually, to be honest, if you think it's rap, who, um, what, what song and th- you're right, by the way, Amber. So, what song oh, what? and artist do you think it is? Aaron, you're going to get killed by the artist for saying that, just so you know. <laughs> yes, I think I've, I think I've mentioned the song. I, I don't know. I think it, I want to say it's Bando Diaries, Dutch Valley. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, how have you actually said this on the show before? I, I couldn't believe it when you said it earlier. That, guys, I picked this game because I was like, really upset. I hear music every day. So. Bro, Aaron, you're getting smoked. I'm getting rinsed. <laughs> Bro, you're going to get smoked by Dutch Avelli for saying that. Man. I was so certain. I was actually going to also, yeah, also whilst you're at it, go watch the Dutch Avelli and M. Honkro in currently in like a mini documentary thing with GRM Daily. It's probably like episode five by now, but 
go watch it. They show some behind the scenes of how they made the song Burning. Mm. But yeah, it's a banger. All right, the next one. Told you I ain't trying to wait no more. Yeah, I've been on you, but that don't mean I'm always yours. What did you both say? I said rap. Yeah, rap. Yeah, so do you guys have, you're going to have to guess the song name and artist here because you're both correct right now. I feel like I'm Shazam. Right, um, oh, okay. I put a question mark after my artist because I have no idea. Yeah. Aaron? Okay, there, come on. <laughs> yeah, do you want to say what you guys went for? I, I'm just letting me polar opposite. I put Tory Lanez. I put Hold Tight Adele. <laughs> what? You, uh, you, <laughs> hold Tight Adele, yeah. hello. Yeah. Well, neither of you are right. It was actually West 10 by AJ Tracy and Mabel. So yeah, oh, we'll just carry God. on. That. I was close. Um, I, I said Mabel's part as well. So it was quite, quite a throw off, I think. Right. I thought awful I didn't get that. We play that on the show every week. It's in the chart. Okay. But Adele. <laughs> yeah. I thought she could have came through. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Me listening to Adele. Could you imagine the scene? All right. The next one. Praying to the Lord like, please, you can't trap stars in the hood. So I got up, kept on swaying as the beat breaks. Mm. It's a good bar, Hamish. All right. So what, what did you guys submit? Crap. Rap. Amber's right. <laughs> the, the thing is, yeah, like there's a, there was a few references I left in there. What, what bait out to you, Amber? What, what bait out? I thought it was ASAP Rocky, praise the Lord. So I thought it was good that. But then I and I was like, no, it's so, I, I think just your reference. I was like, it could be ASAP Rocky. But then I was like, nah, I don't know. The beat, the beat freaks got me because beat freaks are a producer, so they wouldn't have yeah. their they wouldn't have their name in the middle of a bar. So <laughs> that's a bit of a yeah. No, no, yeah. So yeah, I was just basically like, but this one I struggled to do. So I had like I had this written down. You can't trap stars in the hood. So like trap stars as in the brand and the trap like stars in the hood as in like Tinty Stride and the song by Skepta Chipmunk Young Ads. And then I was like, I need to. I had this reference for the beat freaks. So I just had, I couldn't, it took me so long to find a way to make it work. Well, that's cool. I should have messaged some of our friends like Kian and Josh. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I should have just asked for some help <laughs> fixing those bars. But, but yeah, there were some references in there for people. I just thought the bar was quite long. So I was like, no way have you written that much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> All right, the next one. This is the final one. Hermes Link, Ice Blue Mink, tat on my ribs like I do not know what permanent is. Oh, They want me gone. Wait for the kicker. Bury me now, and I only get bigger. All right, that's even longer than the last one. Yeah, flipping out. That rhymes as well. Okay. Wait, my, my scoff rhymed as all. Well. Oh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> it will look, everything here has rhymed. <laughs> cool, yes. What did you both go with? Rap. Okay, you're both, but you're both right, so you're going to have to actually... I know I kind of gave that one away, but you're both going to have to guess the song name and artist now. <laughs> Why do I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's gonna say something Adele like again. <laughs> Read my mind. I mean, last time he said someone I didn't, you know, Ronan Keith. You definitely know this person. So that's one. <laughs> mm. Do I need to put this? Oh. You can if you want. It, it was just an extra point if you really want. Have you got? Have you got the artist, Aaron? Yeah, hundred percent unlock. So I need to get the. I need to get the name. I'm getting very competitive, guys. You forget I did sports rights at uni, right? I got the album. Nah, nah, nah. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Just call me Shazam. All right, cool. So you both submitted. Um, what are your both your answers, guys? I went for uh, "Love Story" by Taylor Swift. You're <laughs> <laughs> I'm treating this as a joke. But I'm picking very seriously. No, the thing is, I don't have a fucking clue who that was. So <laughs> I'm just gonna break in my brain. Like I played this song in like 2015. Like, come on, oh. and you're like, yeah, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> if I had, if I had an ounce of a clue, I would go for it. But. Yeah. 
And uh, I know Hamish loves Taylor Swift. Little uh, cheeky plug. Yeah. Drake. And you went for the song Galchester, which was also 100% correct. So basically, um, I'm not going to do the backup song that I had or the backup bars that I had because it's pretty much like a, it's nearly a whitewash. So I ain't that game. Yeah, that was 11-4 to 11 <laughs> That's because you were saying like Adele Ronan Keegan. Yeah, but if I didn't say Adele Rowling Keen, I definitely wasn't going to say who you said. <laughs> Honestly, when, when she, I knew Aaron was going to vote crap for Dotchavelli, but I didn't expect earlier in the episode, like, this is my own bad point. When you said Bando Diaries Dotchavelli, I'm like, right, she's secured three points and Aaron's about to get checked. <laughs> Why did I even say Bando Diaries? Oh, played it on the show, didn't I? I literally played it on yeah. Tuesday, guys. Yeah, I played it on Tuesday. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the big difference between <laughs> the game, I think. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so that's when the music came. The guest always wins, as always, on the third wheel. And congrats to Amber there. Thank you so much. Go ahead. That was a great game. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to a bit to the sports stuff. Yeah, one thing you mentioned beforehand was cricket and like how much of a big fan you are of that. I used to like it, but then I think IPL ruined it for me when they had the match fixing stuff and then the team I supported. Who would you support? I supported Rogerson Royals because of Shane Warne um, at that time. Oh, big up hair transplant. Shane Warne, shout out. <laughs> Not a junior hair transplant, but yeah, I support Bangalore because of Virat Kohli, who's not having a great yeah. season, but I think it's because his wife's pregnant. That's probably why. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so Virat Kohli. Yeah, so that, that basically ended ended cricket for me. I was like, you know what, yeah, <laughs> there's no way I can return after some of the people have just been going through these match fixing because it just, it just ruined it, right? Like, mm. I like to think that it was a good competitive sport and then... Yeah, the matchmaking thing, I don't think, I just can't go back to it after that. I still like, I, I don't mind watching like a few clips here and there if it's on, but honestly, like matchmaking ruined um, cricket for me. Although it happens every, I should have expected it, you know, but. Yeah, IPL, it was always going to happen. Like, yeah. always, it's been happening for years, but it doesn't stop me from watching it. If you're going to sell cricket to someone, like why they should maybe like watch it or like even play it. Um, you get to eat in between innings. It's the only sport you get to eat. You have something to eat. So that's a great incentive. You get to eat in between innings. It's a great tea as well. Um, no, um, cricket, to watch it, once you understand it, it's such a great, because it's so tactical. And it's, I, I would say it's probably 70% mental than it is physical. Like it's such a mental game. And it does, it gets into your head for a bit as well. But in terms of playing it, I think it's just like any te- it's like any other team sport. And the problem is, if you're not good at one thing, you can do the other two. So if you're not good at batting, you can go bowling. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So there's, there's something for everyone if you play cricket. So I'm not, I can't bat, I can't hit a ball, but I'm a great bowler and I can field. So it's two out of three, really. And if you're not great at any of those, then you can go behind the stumps and be a wicketkeeper. <laughs> to be fair, I think nowadays it seems like everyone's more in the all-rounder game because like, there's no point you can't just be one or the other kind of especially back in the day there used to be mainly one or the other and then there yeah. was the occasional all-rounder but nowadays it's more like you have to be an all-rounder kind of to make it because, like yeah. i tried it and it just wasn't happening for me i tried to work my bat in even 10 years later i cannot cannot bat but um it's a great sport i did want to play for england at one point when i was like 13 14 i was like oh my god i want to play for england because they just like, england women's was just like people were starting to get to know it and they were like oh mm-hmm. that, oh there's a women's like national team wow and not now they're very well known like it's very much a thing and i was like oh i want to play there but then i realized i wasn't good enough i can bowl fast enough so <laughs> that dream died no the thing was you know actually about playing in um, in england like obviously uh, i had similar dreams about yeah i wouldn't wa- i wouldn't have wanted to play for england just because i always thought there was sometimes too too much of pricks but obviously that comes from like when you're watching it you're obviously supporting india like naturally right and because they're always a bit like prick like to be honest here nowadays i rate it so it's just like yeah you know i get i get why you acted like you're like you know when flint off mouth off to you broad singh back in the day and then it cost um what was it um was it broads who was the guy that got smacked for six sixes the over afterwards 
basically whoever the bowler was was it Broad Stuart Broad yeah he would have been young it was a young Stuart Broad I was thinking it could have been Jimmy Anderson but no one takes six off his bowling yeah I feel like Australia South Africa West Indies played some of the best cricket that I had seen at least I was lucky enough to see at the time some of the legends came from like West Indies and Australia like your Don Bradman Viv Richards Brian Laura yeah Brian Laura like all of these legends Who's the guy? He has like three syllable surname or something. I forgot his name. Do you know he's a South African? A.B. de Villiers. Yeah, A.B. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one as well. They oh, were yeah, also yeah, like, came through. Yeah, In New Zealand, Yeah, yeah, that's the one. New Zealand had Vettori, the spinner. Absolute legend. There was like Matthew Hayden from Australia. Like, Ayash is going to be so gas listening to this knowing that we know these names. <laughs> he, he just wants to hear us talk about Ralph Dravid. Um, oh, to be honest, Rahul Dravid actually was one of my extra inspirations. Rahul Dravid, the best full defence I've ever seen in cricket. Like, man could not play it off the wicket and was not, he was very much a test player, but he he was solid. Like, he was so textbook, right? Right, yeah, I love Rahul Dravid. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get rid of him. Like, there's not, you know, when he came in, fam, that the, the other team were going to do everything in the power to get rid of him, but he just won't go like. He just stuck there. He had more blocks than Lego, I tell ya. He <laughs> flipping out was so good. So, so good. But he's one of my, along with obviously Sachin. <laughs> I, like, there were just so many legends. I consider myself an all-rounder, but I don't think I really was. Anymore. Oh, yeah. I think I was a better bowler than a batter. Because when I bat, I just swing. Ride or die, in it. That's, that's just the logic. Swing, no ding. That is literally me. I am a, I'm, a, I'm a bowler through and through. I, so I bat at like number seven. I go in, they're like, Amber, we need runs. I was like, I can make that happen. So I can get like a good... <laughs> get a good 15 20 i got you right yeah i've got you i've got you um need bando diaries i've got you but like i am yeah so i'll go in there and i can get runs like i can miss but i just get so impatient and then the bowler susses me out they're like all we're gonna do is bowl a slower ball she's gonna swing and miss or it's she's not it's gonna just go to a fielder so that's my style of batting i uh i remember when i was in like primary school my dad might take me and my sisters like the park and we'd just like get some cricket stumps out and like play a bit like with a tennis ball so then in primary school, I thought I was sick because I would just like play cricket with my dad and my sisters and like no one else played it. So I was like, yeah. So going into secondary school, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be on a cricket team and it's going to be sick. I'm going to be like so good. But again, at secondary school, I was like the only brown kid. So I got into this team by like default. I think they just used me as like a tactic, like just when playing other schools to show that they got a brown kid. <laughs> but then I, I remember like going to like practice and like, I was so shit compared to everyone else. Like they were bowling at me like so fast. I was like, wait, what? How, how and using real cricket balls as well i was like okay i don't want to die yeah first of all <laughs> i need some bubble wrap before i go in this box yeah yeah. yeah 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 barely I've, the highest i ever batted was fourth and i don't really know why but i was so gassed when they like That's good did that still all right i mean i don't think i've ever batted at four no 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 i mean i got like two runs and then got out how is women's cricket doing at the moment? So they've England have just literally finished playing West Indies. Now, I think the sport is so beautiful to see because the sport has grown up. I feel like I've seen it through the last decade because I've been playing that long. So it went from people kind of knowing, oh, like, oh, there's a national team to them not selling out stadiums. It's not on that level just yet. But them playing in these stadiums, are playing at Edgebrass and playing at Old Trafford. You wouldn't have seen this. You would not have seen them playing. Like, they're nowhere near getting paid the same as the men. But we move. It's okay. They've got their own kits. They're getting sponsors. There's a new tournament that started this year called the Hundred, and they had actual women's team, like professional contractors, with the women were play, like were playing in that. It was a bit similar to think T20, but it's hundred balls instead of 
120 yeah 120 balls so that kind of thing so it's growing like it's, it's growing so much and I think there's way more opportunities I think there's a clearer pathway of if you've started a grassroots to get to that elite level like it's not gonna be easy but there's a route and like We've got like a base, like the base is in Loughborough. So like Loughborough is like the home okay. of women's cricket. So their training facilities are there. They're, um, they've got the best, like one of the best, like uni cricket teams and great links to elite academies like the England Academy and things like that. So it's brilliant. And I think it's, it's so nice as it, it's grown as a sport as well. I think it would be the same for like women's football as well. And you've seen that with other countries as well. So like the West Indies women's team, like the standard is improving like the standard is improving but it's getting there like it's getting there who's like the name in women's cricket you've got the likes of like Catherine Brunt brilliant bowler Anya Shrubs Hole um there's Sarah Taylor who um she like made history because she managed she was like wicketkeeper for a men's side like, she's broke through into men's cricket as well so okay yeah I was gonna ask that as well like can you mix the genders um technically no so you like it's not as far as I know it's not allowed I wish it was like that'd be quite interesting to see if you had like a mixed women's and men's like if they did that the hundred and they mix the teams that'd be real but no I don't I don't think so as to my knowledge no they don't mix but she actually made history because she kept for a county side I think it was like Sussex or Kent and she did that and she was brilliant so those are kind of the names there's more Charlotte Edwards Charlotte Edwards so famous captain England there's Isha Guha who was like the first Asian woman to play for England and she's now a commentator on Sky Sports um, she commentates the women's cricket she's a massive figure like she's someone I looked to and was like she looks like me this is possible yeah those are a few names I went to school with one Georgia Alwis big up Georgia she played at my club and then went to play for, went to my school played at my club and then went played for England so oh mad yeah 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 is there any way do you think you could combine presenting and get into like cricket presenting? Oh, like, I love it. Commentating or something? Love it. So like, hope, like, I don't know about like commentating because my knowledge of the game isn't that great. I'd be like, oh, that's a good ball. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my knowledge isn't that great because I'm just a player. But I think I would love to host, like I'd love to host like a game at the 100 and like build that excitement. Like I would love to do that. Hosting cricket games would be sick. I soon come third wheel co- um, commentary and hosting with Amber. Yeah, come on, Amber. Aaron Hamish commentator, yeah. and then it's me hosting. Yeah. So, did you play cricket at uni? Was it like a cricket team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a cricket team at uni. I was still playing county when I was at uni. So I still play county um, when I was at uni as well. Cricket team at uni wasn't like, it was just kind of starting. It was like one of mm. them, it was just started. They were like very much beginner wanting to play for fun, whereas I wanted to play competitively. So I did play a few games, like the indoor games for them. But it, it was hard because without hunting bad, it, it wasn't the level that I was used to. So I used to get a little bit frustrated on the pitch, like when people used to drop catches on midfield. I'm like, oh, but then I, I like, I couldn't blame them because they just started. So I didn't play that much. I think I played for like my first, second, my year, first year of uni, and then just played at my club and played county and then played for them. I still play for the men as well. So I played men's cricket at my club. So I played for them on a Saturday and a Sunday during the summer. So yeah, I've always played. When you're playing with like a men's team, do they treat you differently at all? I, they get in their head about it. They get more affected than we do. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I just dropped something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was so dramatic. <laughs> but it's fine. I haven't broken anything. Um, but so they get in their head about it because they're like, oh, I don't want to get bowled out by a girl. And I'm just like, if you didn't get into your head about it so much, it would be absolutely fine. So I don't feel any weird playing with the men. I... I for me it's like good game development because it's a lot it's a lot the standards a lot higher it's this is where I can improve my game and if I don't bowl like full and I bowl short I know I'm getting smashed for six which doesn't always happen in girls games so it's it's good for my own development but they definitely like you get a few stares get a few comments Hmm. at the classic yeah have you ever bowled someone out who's a guy and they've like got a bit rude yeah so yeah (laughs) 
Oh. There's been so many times because they're like, oh my God, like it was fully a no ball, her falls over the line. I was like, you just go, just walk. Just. <laughs> um, I have a very unorthodox action as well. So they're like, oh my God, that action's legal. I was like, listen, I'm not Malinga out here. My arm's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So you get loads of comments like that. A few, yeah. A few of them like, oh, the sun's in my eyes. I'm like, you've got a helmet on. Like, stop making excuses. So, <laughs> it's frustration though. Like when I get out in cricket, I'm the exact same, but I don't, I don't ever keep up at the bowler. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great ball. I'm off now. But yeah, you do. You do. Definitely when, especially when you're a girl and they just think, I can't get bored out by a girl. I'm like, you just did. But, <laughs> I read that you go in with the mentality you do because you have like this fearless mentality going in, which causes, I guess, more of a disruption for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then that makes them off game, which makes you look even better as well. So do you think that you aren't going to be able to bowl fast or it's just like school cricket? Like, I'm just going to like underarm it. Like, no, like I'm going to bowl properly. So I think that also catches them off guard. So I always find when I bowl my first ball at the men, they miss it. So I'll bowl it outside off always. This is my tactic. I'll always bowl it outside off. I know they're going to miss it. And then they're like, oh, so they're really like, shit, she can bowl. Like she, I like, she actually can bowl. So there's always that as well. They underestimate you. So the first ball, they swing and they miss. Yeah, you know when you say about unorthodox bowling styles. So when I stopped, um, I guess like trying to bowl like medium fast, and I because of my knee issues, um, why did I I switched to spin? But the thing was, I couldn't bowl. Wait, which way is it? So yeah, I'm right-handed, but I bowl from the right side. Oh, you weird! What? (laughs) Wait, I I walk around like the full wicket. Like I do, like you know those how you arc around the entire thing. Like my my run up is like an arc around from the left side. Oh, behind the empire. You do know dance on the wicket before you bowl in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut some shapes. Yeah, I can't do it without it. I, I honestly like I couldn't I couldn't bowl like any other way as well. So I don't I don't know why. I think it was just like whatever whatever angle like my body seemed to bowl at or whatever, but oh well. Cool. So moving on, we started to introduce like in the last have many episodes, like a bit of a debate question where each episode or not each episode, but optional to the guest, we can have a bit of a debate question which is kind of like chosen by me, Hamish, and the guest. So we've got one for today, and that is, what would you do if your partner was disloyal? Basically, like, would you, do you think that's it? Is it see you later, alligator, or? What are we defining as disloyal? Let's go, let's go for like the basic one. So they've, they've at least made out with someone else. Oh yeah, they're gone. Bye. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Hamish? The same. I feel like loyal, loyalty runs too deep. You can't violate that level of loyalty. And like, as soon as you found out that right, like, how are you ever gonna trust that person again yeah, yeah. you you're <laughs> fundamental like i'm no relationship expert like yeah. my love life is dead but like <laughs> more like fundamental is trust if you do not trust that person sorry we have nothing we have nothing so yeah if they've, if they've found if i found out they've done that i think like i don't know if this is really like petty but like even if i've caught them like talking to somebody in that sort of way like please have female friends have as many friends as you like but if they're talking in a certain way and they get a bit flirty even that i'm a bit like Mm. so are you saying they shouldn't entertain it or they should just stop entirely i was like listen love if you want to entertain it then i'm gone like please entertain it as much as you want but i'm not going to be around but they shouldn't like i think it's like how, how would you feel if i was doing that if there was a guy in my dms and i was flying with him when i'm supposed to be with you like, it just doesn't makes no sense to yeah. me i don't know why certain guys and girls allow that but what if the partner is like don't you think people can be like naturally flirty yeah, I think I am. So the, yeah, what if they are just like naturally flirty? If they're naturally flirty, yeah. Oh yeah, because I. So like you, you said you are. So like if your partner then saw you just talking to another guy, you're just being naturally flirty. You're not like doing it intentionally. But couldn't he be like, okay, you're you're flirting? So if I'm with somebody and I know I'm naturally flirty, I'd make sure if I'm there's this guy in my DMs, I'm setting boundaries and I'm thinking before I'm saying something. Like usually I wouldn't do that. 
But if I'm with somebody, I respect them enough that if they saw this conversation, I'd be happy for them to that conversation. I think it's a respect thing. Okay, yeah. Look at your own behavior. Like you do have to slightly adjust and adapt when you are with somebody. So still being the same, like chatty me, but just there's a boundary that there's a level of, okay, I'm not going to say this thing because actually is that going to sit right with him? So, oh yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Like if, if they saw that conversation, would they, would you be happy with them seeing that conversation? Mm-hmm. Also, one big thing is like trust is easy to break, but hard to earn. So like once you do that, like, well, hey, any other just just yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm deleting that from my next rap or crap. <laughs> that's actually, a... <laughs> but yeah, like, um, like genuinely like, cause I'm speaking like in from experience, like if I trusted someone like, um, I wouldn't expect them to, you know, like go around saying things to anyone else. Like, for example, I'm just like, I like things to remain like private, you know, like I, if, if it's secret, I don't expect you to tell your friends. But if you tell your friends, there's like, can I say anything else to you? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and w- yeah, when you like end up breaking trust, it's like so, so hard to repair it. And it, in my case, I feel like I'm just really bad with it. Like, and that's one thing I need to improve on. But I don't think like when it comes to like trust issues, like I'm just, yeah. Once, once you like kind of damage it, it's like, yeah, that, that just is like, yeah, it's just, it's pretty much done at that point. In my opinion, like in terms of even like friendships, it's like, yeah like how do i know you're actually sorry do you know what i mean yeah like that's just a word as well like what are you sorry yeah. for but like i think it's unhealthy when people take their trust issues to diff like the next yeah they're like yeah yeah well i got cheated on like in 2015 but i'm like listen yeah, yeah. to heal and realize not everybody's going to cheat on you and like it mm-hmm. like do you know what i do I, like i get it people have insecurities yeah. and people have things that like will bring back bad, bad memories but i think if you're bringing that into this relationship you're not ready mm-hmm. you're not ready yeah. so take some more time to heal my friend yeah yeah I, I i don't agree with that kind of stuff like i don't i don't take it into like new friendships or anything i'm just like once you violate that trust i feel like it's just there's just no going back uh, how do you how do you like repair it as aaron said earlier how do you get back to the same level it's always going to be there like can you though like if the girl did a dirty on youtube like how would she repair that would you ever take her back no no, no. So she can't you can't repair it can you yeah, that, that's what i'm saying that, i was asking that question if like if there was a way to repair it but in my in my opinion, there isn't. So is it like forever it's done? Like what if that person goes away, works on themselves, yeah, changes a lot of stuff, and then five years down the line, they're like, almost seem like a totally different person? I feel like, so the thing is, yeah, I, 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 I kind of tell people, it's like, like, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Like, it's never going to like be forgotten. It's always going to be remembered, yeah? And I, I don't want none of that shit. I don't want to hear all this um, bullshit where people would tell me. Oh, we'll just um forgive, forget, and move on. I'm like, fam, it doesn't work like that, yeah. Like, for me to know that you changed, I need to see that action never happened again, or something like that, you know. But like, um, we could maybe be friends down the line after like healing and you know all, all that stuff taken. It, it's not going to happen overnight, right? But that doesn't also necessarily mean that it will also be at the same level. Maybe at a different level, maybe higher, maybe different, or in a different tangent, or you know, like a different branch of trust or whatever. But I don't think like even if they like fully reform themselves, there's always because as I say, like I live by that, like don't forget. Like let them let them be, so you're not wasting the energy on it. But don't forget. So like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably in a very narrow-minded mindset there. But at least, yeah, that's what it may seem. But yeah, that that's that's what my stance on that. But I don't know, Aaron. Would you like what would you do in that scenario? Your own scenario that you created five years down the line, and then we'll ask Amber as well. I mean, honestly, don't know. Like just breaking up with someone immediately. I think I would, and I hope I would, and I want to. But in that moment, I can. What's the name? Not everyone. <sighs> No name, no name. <laughs> uh, but in that moment, you see it so many times, like in real life and film. Not not everyone does break up with someone once if they've been cheated on. So like, I can't imagine it's like easy just to be like in love with someone and they cheat on you just to be like, okay, see ya. 
Mm-hmm. Have you all seen Suits? I have. Oh shit! I okay. haven't. Sorry. Never mind. I don't have a better example then. I was basically going to ask you, like, what in the Rachel Mike scenario, Aaron? What would you have done? I oh, see, but Rachel is the Duchess of Sussex, so like, you gotta, <laughs> gotta keep her. Uh, <laughs> <Shut> up, <Mike. laughs> um. Okay. Never mind. But you know, like. I get it. It would be super, super difficult. I have to do it though. What if I, st- I still off the same opinion? But like, what if you've been like a shit partner and you've like neglected them and all that kind of stuff, and then they've found happiness with someone else, and they've they've like had had a few drinks, you know, had a few Malibu and cokes, <laughs> got a bit waved. I mean, if you neglected them and you know it, then I think we can see the problem. Maybe you don't know it. Still no excuse to cheat because there's this thing called communication. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. No, no, no. Like, I know. I know you weren't saying that at all. But like, I think it's communication. Like, I think if your partner's been shit, then chat to them. Like, what's going on? Like, what's well, going on? Like, why are you being so shit? And just work out what the problem is. If you can't work it out and things are still bad, then my friends, it's time to go separate ways. Then you split up. Like, don't cheat to in order to. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't cheat. Yeah. Because you're then going to hurt that person. Like, they don't, might not realize they're being shit. They might be going through worst time and not talk to you about it. But I think yeah. communication, like, if it's come, if it's fizzled out, then that's fine. Then go live your life separately. But I think it's communication. I don't, uh, I don't see why you should have to search for happiness elsewhere. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand that. Just like to walk it through, isn't it? What if you haven't searched for it, but it's like found you? Oh, after a Malibu and Coke, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> double, double Malibu and Coke. Double. Um, yeah, if, then if it's happened, then like, because I'm trying to think that like, you don't, clearly they don't love that person anymore because then you're eyeing up somebody else after a double. So they don't love that person anymore. It's just, yeah. Okay, okay. What, what, if, what if somebody else has kissed your partner? Like they haven't initiated the kiss. Somebody else has kissed them. Did they like move away from it right away? Say they did, but you, you weren't there. So you don't actually know like 100%. All you're going by is your partner's word. So they've told you, okay, someone else has kissed me. I'm not going to take his word for it. No, no, no. I'll be getting, no, I was going to say I'll get CCTV. I would not do that. I'm not psycho. Um, but like, <laughs> like, you can't, there's two, there's two um, sides to the story. I can't just trust him because obviously he's the one. But that's your partner. Ask my who, sorry. That's your partner. She didn't trust him. <laughs> She's already broke up with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? who is he? He's <laughs> gone. He is my partner. I'm supposed to trust him. But and then he told me that somebody's tried it on with him. My next question would be, did it? Did you kiss? Did you kiss her then? If he's moved away, and he said no, it didn't happen, and he's telling the truth, then I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got a good egg there. Like he moved away. But how do you know he's telling the truth? Because I trust him. Okay. If he's lying to me, and I find out, because the truth always comes out. I'm a firm believer. Okay. For me, it's like right, I'm removing half my rap or crap lyrics, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, for me, it's like. If I don't have a reason to not trust you, I like I trust you. If I don't have a reason not to, I'm not, I, I, feel, I trust you. That's fine. I don't have trust issues. I don't think so. But yeah, like I think if, if I find out they're lying, or oh, then get in the bin, my friend. Hey, should you? Would you be different if somebody else kissed your? Say if I kissed your partner. Yeah. <laughs> this is always the scenario. This is always the scenario that happens. Yeah. Um. No, but this is why I also want to leave my partner alone with Aaron. <laughs> no I'm joking. What, I'm joking. <laughs> what if then? Oh. I love this. Can we carry on? What if someone kissed your partner and your partner did like, they didn't pull back straight away because it was a bit of a shock, you know, it just mm-hmm. kind of happened. The double setting. And then they, they came immediately to you and told you. Say this was like a work do. So you weren't there. Okay. And then they came home 
or phoned you or something and was like, okay, this happened? Honestly, the moment they um, got kissed, they should have automatically reacted anyways, unless there's already something underlying there. That would have been like... What do you, you mean know, by like react? What, what, but like what's... try to like, like be in shock and try to move back. I'd like to think, I'd like to think that obviously I understand that's not always like the rational thing that may happen. But I'd like to think that the only reason that the kiss would last probably longer than that initial like, you know, second or so is because there's something underlying that they're still thinking about or they're going through it at the time. Basically, wait, on the previous, the answer to the previous thing, if they came back, if they came to me like straight away and they're like, you know, this guy just tried to kiss me. First of all, the guy's going to be in trouble. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd have to, I, you know, I would take her word for it like a bit, yeah. Obviously, her friends are obviously going to back her no matter what. You're going to be like, pissed though, Hamish. You're going to be a bit pissed off. Though. I'll be a bit pissed, yeah. I'll be like, did you can I, can I see the messages? Like, did you let this happen? Like, did you let this build up? Like, or was it like something that w- was actually completely out of your control? Because obviously there's certain, there's certain men that do move to go with no. Yeah, there's guys that move mad. There's guys that move mad. But there's also, was she chatting to him? Like, was she? What, yeah. What made? What gave him the idea that he could like go in for this? Yeah. Like, you, you? Yeah, I get it. I, I'd be pissed right. off. I'd be pissed, well pissed off if he's come home yeah. and told me this girl. Like, firstly, yeah. I'm fiercely protective. Like anyone that I love, I'm fiercely <laughs> protective. So I'd be pissed yeah. off. I'd be, I'd be yeah. so like, I'd be like, I get it. Like you're, you're a fire guy. That's why I'm with you. You're fire. Mm-hmm. But the girls are going to try it. But I'm also like, it's the way you behave, like the way you behave in front of a girl as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd be pissed off. Yeah. So it's like what you said, right? Like, you know, in the thing you said about being comfortable to, if you had to show the text here yeah, to prove, like, could you do that? Like, so ideally that there's obviously all these things that come into it, but obviously this doesn't happen to me. So I can't be speaking about this <laughs> in that sense, but. Um, yeah, Aaron, what would you do? Like, if this this happened, what would you do? Wait, what was the scenario again? Basically, someone just kissed your girl and then she like moved, she moved back like, oh, supposedly right back and came to you and told you like pretty much right away. By right away, I mean like same night slash next morning. At latest, if you were already asleep or something. I, I think I'd believe him and trust him. You'd leave them. You wouldn't even like check messages or anything. Like, or see if check they... Check messages. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't evaluate the situation. Wait, like, what? You'd leave them, Aaron. Like, no, I said, I said I'd believe them. Okay, yeah. you, we, we heard you leave them. I was like, shit, Aaron. Oh. You're savage. Right, okay, you'd believe them. Fine. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd be like, yeah, she'd, she'd be mad if she went cheat on me. You know, I'm, I'm sick, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, her fucking lost it. Um, <laughs> you my friend. Oh. So, entanglement, <laughs> which should Will Smith and Jada be like finito. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah I don't know how they did. Yeah, flipping out. I can't believe it. Will Smith's an absolute babe. Why would you do that? Why would you need to go anywhere else? Sorry, but no, that that was just baffling for me. Yeah. This is a person you supposedly love, have got so mm-hmm. much chemistry with, is like your best friend. I'm advocating like you date your best friend, like they're your bestie. Mm. Why would you want to go elsewhere? Why? Mm. What, why? Are you going to have the same chemistry with that person? Like it's just no, like at all. Yeah. I think like options have completely ruined dating. I think that this this like notion that we've got options and dating apps, I think it's going to completely ruined dating, like fully. Dating as a millennial is well, Gen Z millennial. Nah, not the one. So when I first like asked the question, you guys were like, What do you mean by disloyal? What's the lower level than what I said? Um texting other girls in a flirtatious sexual manner that's disloyalty um being a bit too close with other girls like there's there's been friends and then there's that this it comes back to that that boundary i think what's like being close would you be fine if if your partner went to like the cinema or dinner or someone or with like one of your friends with one of my friends yeah what? who's a girl Oh, why is he going with my? No, no, because they're it's friends a, now. They're friends it's now. Not a one, it's not a one. It's not a one-on-one thing. It could be a one-on-one thing. Oh, 
if he's going with my friend, fine. Like I trust my friends. Yeah. But Hamish, you you do you were against that though. No, no, I was against that first, but then I realized the logic here because yeah. So for example, if she, for example, like a lot of Bollywood stuff, I'd be like, you know what, yeah. I'm probably not gonna ruin the night for her. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind also helping her obtain the tickets and letting her like because like I know, for example, Yash. And I also I would trust Yash like blindly, you know, like who naturally like um try to keep her safe and he would also enjoy the night by going to the Bollywood night. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You could go to the rave with Yash. Yeah, like I trust that just keep me updated, like at then I'll pick you up, whatever, all of that stuff. Yeah, like that's fine with me, like because obviously when it's going with a trusted group of my friends, like that have the similar taste. And you I assume by that point you're getting along well enough with my friends anyways. Otherwise, it's nice it's to just, do like, your babe, yeah. like with your friends, like to make that that, yeah. that effort, that like, oh, they're making a friend with mm-hmm. my friends, like it, that's yeah. that's nice. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But then Hamish, you were like, you don't want your partner being friends with like that close. No, no, I didn't say that. Us. You're twisting the words. You're twisting nah, the words. We nah. we corrected it at the end of the night. Yeah, don't don't act like the story wasn't fixed. Yeah, I, I don't, don't remember this correction. To be honest, you can correct it now. Correct it now. But I don't remember the correction. But basically, so I'm happy with them to go to a concert with obviously uh, my friends. Yeah, um, like. It shouldn't make too much of a difference here because obviously I trust my friends. Also, my friends should, I expect them to also report back to me. Anyways, if something else was dodgy, was moving on. If something, someone tried to move to her, I expect them to deal with it. Like, there's just like these, there's just these things that I, I would do for my friends. So I also expect them to do it back. I, I'm pretty sure most of them would. But like, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in like, you need to have your separate lives as well. Yeah. So like, independence is a thing. And I don't think, if obviously Aaron, say his girlfriend wanted to come with me and Nish to like the concerts we go to by default like I'll, I'll make sure that no one moves to her like she's safe she's all good and she's having a, um, a decent time there you're a good friend good friend honestly, it's just like that like i would i wouldn't think nothing out like I, honestly i'll take extra responsibility to make sure nothing happens or she doesn't get hurt or anything even if she can't handle herself and all of that you know like i don't i'm not expecting to like do anything but if i had to like i'd be there so like I'm fine with those scenarios. It's just like, I wouldn't expect them to start like, for example, Aaron and her to start having all these one-on-one dinners or something like, that would be a bit mad, you know? Like, like, like what's going on? If Aaron wanted to go to dinner with your girl, you're saying no. As in like, if, it, if they're probably, like say like for some reason there was some sort of secret being planned or something, yeah, like, then they went for like one or two dinners yeah, to plan that thing. Or like, it wasn't like a dinner, like it was just like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, but like if they're starting to go for like the monthly dinners here, there's, there's going to be like, damn, like Aaron, what the fuck are you doing? What if we're like, what if we like good friends through you? Honestly, like I, I, I would try to avoid the scenario where they'd be in a similar, obviously I can't stop that from happening. Like obviously if you both come from the similar. Okay. What if it wasn't one of your friends? What if it was one of, say your partner works somewhere and then someone at her work mm-hmm. has got tickets to a concert mm-hmm. and she's, she's friend, work friends with them. She's good friends with them. And this has person she, Has she work, done this previously anyways? Like I'm not going to stop her from going to like why, concerts. If, why does it matter if she's done it like. Because say like, say if, say if she, she hasn't say she hasn't already. Say she hasn't like. I'll I mean, she likes music. Bit, she, she likes music. It's, yeah, but it's I tickets to go s- to a concert. It's tickets I mean? to go like, see Taylor Swift. She likes Taylor Swift. Like yeah. to be honest, I'd join in that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Like, no, no. She, there's no ticket for you. Imagine <laughs> I would probably have a ticket already. If I know she likes Taylor Swift, why wouldn't I have bought her the ticket? Because <laughs> you're a shit boy for it, bro. No, no. Just just go with this scenario. Yeah, you haven't got a ticket yet. You didn't know Taylor Swift was in town for some reason, and. The person at work is like, do you want to go? Is like, hey, Sarah, Sarah's your partner. Do you want to mm-hmm. go to Taylor Swift for me? And she likes Taylor Swift. What would you expect her to do there? So wait, then the only reason this situation confusing, like you can still have like close guy friends. Like you don't, nothing has to happen. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. If my partner wanted to do that, I trust him 100%. Like Snager, do you know Snager from episode six? Like basically we had a guest on previously, like, we're just close to you, but like we still go concerts together. She has a boyfriend. Like, there's nothing like ever there. Obviously, people have. Yeah. So your answer is you're cool with that. Yeah. Like, it, 
is that you can have friendship groups, you know, like you're acting. Yeah, like yeah that's I'm, what I'm asking you. That's what I'm asking you. You can have friendship groups as long as it's not romantic, like. But you don't know it's romantic. But you know what I would have a problem with with that, like from a considerate point of view. Yeah. How am I going to a concert when I know my boyfriend absolutely loves this artist? Yeah. Like for me, like just a considerate point of view. Like for example, if my guy loves Dutchavelli and I'm there, like going, like he loves it more than me. He loves him more <laughs> yeah. than me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go see him. Like I'd feel bad for him. Like I'm like, oh. You'd feel bad, but should that stop them? Did the person I'm also try to acquire the extra ticket, knowing that the partner may also want to come? Like also, you know what I mean? Like there is they, that somatic. I they didn't care about you. To get like another ticket, I would feel bad, guilty, and I don't mm-hmm. think I would go. I'd feel guilty going because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's just have our own Dutch Valley concert at home because. Mm-hmm. Like I would try, I try and get him a ticket for sure because I'd want him to be there and enjoy it. But I wouldn't be able to go there and enjoy it without yeah. him. No, because when I know he's a bigger fan than me, are you mad? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This is why I always keep spare tickets when I purchase them. I always make sure the spare tickets. So if anyone did want to bring their partner or something or someone wanted to bring someone, like you're balling, just... isn't it, Hamish? You're balling. No, I'm not balling. I'm balling. <laughs> people yeah. back. Speaking of, man's yeah. got money. Man's got money. <laughs> okay, but say it was like to an event. Like you're like saying, oh, I've just got free tickets on the side here. It's not like say it was to like. The World Cup final, yeah. This is a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity, and your partner loves would love to go as well. But your friend, Hamish, wait, wait, your friend has two tickets. There's there's no spare. It's two tickets: one for the work friend and one for your partner. Why did they buy two tickets? I specifically they they won it. They won it in a competition. Who cares? One cricket ticket for this is this is believable. Yeah, yeah. So they've won tickets. They've got two tickets and. So I'm a cricket fan and you're saying my partner's going to go and he doesn't even know cricket. Your partner's been invited. He should really give the ticket to me. <laughs> I give the ticket to me. You're joking. You don't even know anything about cricket. Give it to me. No, no. Say say they're a massive cricket fan as well. Oh, um, then I'd be happy for him. Then go. That's fine. I um, I would do this thing where I would make it feel bad. Like, as a joke. Like, not like guilty. Yeah. I'd make it, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like very banterous. So I'd be like, well, you're going to walk up without me. You don't love me, do you? See his response. Signal. What my shit signal? Um, but no, I would make sure I'd be like, no, no, go have fun, like go and enjoy it. Because I'd even though if I can't be there, I would love for him to be there. So yeah, no, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But this person that's invited them is off the opposite sex. I just asked, is there something going on, or is it all good? Like you know, like are you sure that there's nothing going on? Like if it's just two tickets, or even if it was by competition, I just asked that there's not, there's nothing going on, right? Like as a validation. But genuinely, if I know if I know the work colleague, if I know their relationship as well, like, I will know from the way he's spoken about her as well. But I trust them. I'd be very jealous because I'd want to be that girl to be there, obviously. But being a cricket fan, not because my man's then she's with my man, but because I'm a cricket fan. Um, but I, yeah, I trust them. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I'd be so pissed off if it was World Cup tickets, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be good. Yeah. Honestly, I, I remember just like pinpoint twisting these things in a certain way. So obviously, it makes me sound like mad. Yeah, I was just going to say I saw you. But like, in this scenario, like I'm happy for them to go with a group of friends. Obviously, I'd, if I knew they liked the artist, like why wouldn't I be acquiring them the tickets in the first place? Like, yeah, say I it wasn't a group. Say it's one on one. Is it the same if it was one on one? But like, wh- why would I not acquire a, squ- a squad amount of tickets? Like, why would I go for buy two tickets? I don't go on. We're about, not saying like, if you're tickets. buying. We're not saying you're buying for a partner. You're yeah, saying someone saying, else like, is buying for you. If partner. I know they they like it, why am I not on it? Why am I not on the case of doing this? So you're saying your partner. So every time your part, any artist your partner likes is in town, you're buying them tickets. Hey, Mish, it could be a secret okay. gig. Like, it could be a secret gig. They've just been given, like, I, for, yeah. I don't want to name drop, but when I was at Asian Network, I used to get given, like, gig mm-hmm. tickets all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah, but obviously, if it's, like, related to that, like, you and your partner are going to be at concerts every weekend by that case. No, if no, your partner no. likes a lot of artists. No, it's fine. But there was a point where I was at a concert every weekend for, like, a month. So, like, can, can I really say? Do you know what that is? <laughs> that's, that's money. <laughs> no, it's not. 
I, if you're at Brixton, trust me, like it's Living the cheapest it can be. Yeah, but it stacks up, isn't it? Every weekend. Yeah, but that was only for a month. Well, obviously now it's different, yeah, because now I can actually afford to do it. But like, there's a difference, isn't it? You can afford to do it now. But yeah, it's like, it's like one of those things like there's there's a certain level of trust, you know, like and you expect them. I, I Why would I be in this scenario with them if I had doubts anyways? Like, yeah, that's good. What if? Oh, lovely well, scenarios. Keep them coming around. Yes, yes, yes. Right. What if you catch your partner looking at someone? What do you mean like looking? <laughs> like, hey, Mr. Kate, you're walking down the street with your partner, yeah? And a guy walks past. Be like Aaron Conway walks past. Or... Yeah, yeah, I walk past yeah, and your girl like turns around, and just like checks me out. Do you know what I mean? Aaron's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> what are you? What? What's your like reaction to that scenario? Forget it's me. Forget it's, say it's a random guy. I probably like you know what Amber said about joking and making them feel bad for a bit, like a, the joke thing. I probably, I definitely probably do one of that thing. It's a good but, tactic. It's a good tactic. Like you can't stop. You can't also stop people from completely looking, at, not looking at me. Like you're saying, oh, they can really look at you and then look at what's ahead of them without looking at someone else. I, I'm not saying anything. I have not made a a judgment on that like situation i've just put i've just asked you a question i, I, I just joke I about made it, any like, opinion i joke about it because like how you, you can't stop like so if someone walks by you and then i say oh so they had sick crepes i look down at the crepes like it can it may still look like i'm looking like i'm checking them out but i may not be i'll be like raw those are sick crepes you know like, i'm the exact same i look at people's trainers and then they smile first no i think i would i'd make a joke of it so if i've just seen him look at this girl i'll be like oh, what are you looking at me yeah. Was that, that sorry? So I'd always I'd make a joke out of it. I'd always make a joke out of situations. I'm not gonna kick, kick off. I'm not gonna yeah. like at all. Maybe exactly. maybe we'll then bond and be like, you know what? Actually, she was fine. Like she's fine. I'll do one of those. But the thing is, Aaron knows I'll joke about it. Yeah, but yet he asks the question to like put me in, in the in the area where I'm trapped to explain. What would you do, Aaron? I'm I'm just trying to find a situation where we like disagree, kind of thing. I'm sick. If they want to look, they can look, but they know they they ain't doing better. <laughs> <laughs> energy I'm living for this energy recently Aaron's ego on the podcast has been absolutely insane this is just for the podcast this is just for the podcast <laughs> I'm like right he never says this in person to be fair, I think I would say it in person but it's obviously it's a jokey tone it's not yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm out of situations to be honest would you date a girl who's got who gets a lot of like male attention how do you feel about that I, I assume she would I obviously think she's like fire yeah, fire. So I assume she's going to have a lot of male attention. What about you, Hamish? Honestly, like, it's like, for example, like, let's just use Maya Drama as an example. Obviously, like, the, their line of work is going to be like, so like, for example, recently, Maya Drama was like, oh, every guy she works with, like, she's mashing them or something. Yeah. Um, like, as a joke, do you remember on Twitter, like, it kicked off. At this point, it's going to be a month late, but um, it was basically like, she can't like, take a picture with a guy on a radio show without thinking that she's um, screwing them. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah. But like, that's not the case here. It's just like, Obviously, like I know all these rumors are gonna fly about because just because she's my drama, like I will, her line of work may also entice that. Like not intentionally, like it's not good that it happens, but it may entice that and you can't stop the insert bad word here for um in society to to stop that from happening, you know, like there's a level of acceptance maybe. Maybe that's the word. Yeah, um, I agree. Like say Aaron, you're like your partner's say your partner's just like doing a regular nine to five years, you're not like Say like she doesn't get all this other attention because she doesn't really speak to like all these other people, but then you're getting all these attentions. Third wheels blowing up, our other stars blowing up. You're getting all this attention, every Naturally. single girl left, right, center. Yeah, like would that start triggering her insecurity? Like, what would you do to reassure her that, like, how would you reassure her that you're not doing anything, even though it seems mad and all these rumors? Say articles are being dropped left, right, center, or Aaron and her scene at Nando's, blah blah blah. You know all this. Well, stuff. so there's a picture of me with another girl at Nando's. Yeah, yeah or something. So you're saying I'm actually cheating. But there's paparazzi in it. Like you could justify anything. So this is 
so how, how what's this picture what's happening in this picture like what's right, the i'm just the giving truth? you an example how would you like reassure her or like that you're, nothing's happening with this other person because you're getting all this attention like what would you do because now she say, say she's becoming like distrusting like because she's like starting to worry that all these they're saying all these pictures all these girls getting you know Aaron, you're like you're like a sex icon you're like everyone's thinking like oh believable <laughs> <laughs> this has escalated so much but like I think she should have known that when she got yeah. with Aaron like Aaron's in the public mm-hmm. eye mm-hmm. you have got to have a certain level of trust like for example like let's take AJ Trace and H both got girls both have been in long term relationships both rap about being single and don't ever show their girls on socials now mm-hmm. they've got to have some level of trust because girls don't think that they exist and you only know that if when you listen to that in-depth interviews. So it could be one of them ones. Like you've got to get into this. When Once you get with someone in the public eye, there's something that you've got to accept. Can I just reference a bar from one of the AJ Tracy's songs? I think it's like Double C's. It's like, she thinks that I loved you a leap of, and like, then he like agrees with it. And then he's like, yeah, but I think the wife thinks deeper. What a bar. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Double C's by AJ Tracy. Go, um, go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Plug, plug. I don't know. Liz, what, what, what could you do? Like, there's, what what can you do as like a one off thing that could like just reassure someone, like when it be just some, just your behavior over time and just how you've been. Yeah, but say recently, like all you're doing is like you and your business meetings are all just um ladies. Like it may not even be business meetings; it could just be like you're making friends with people and going out. Like, but it's like looking even bad from you. Like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, are you like like what are you doing to reassure? Say you're like so busy and obviously you only spend like the evenings, some evenings together or something. Like, what are you doing to ensure that? Probably just always, just always tell her. Just yeah, always like keep her informed, like, right. whatever I'm doing. I thought like, you should yeah. buy her toys. Or the, I mean, if she wants toys. Yeah. Um, that's good. <laughs> uh, I, I got her. I got her. Um, <laughs> that's my line. Yeah. Yeah. Just always, just always keep her informed. Like if if it's a late meeting, like just let her know. Give her a text. Give her a call. Let her know that it's a late meeting. The biggest, the most important thing, communication. Yeah. So now I guess we'll start moving on to the closing of the episode with three final questions. The first question is. What is one piece of advice to younger you? One piece of advice to me. Don't be a little shit. Like, always <laughs> don't be a little shit. Like, Amber, come on. I was, yeah, little me was very much, very much a clown. Didn't take life seriously. And I think I should have probably worked a little bit harder when I was younger, when I was at school. So just work hard, work hard. I do now. I work, I work my absolute ass off now. But yeah, when, don't be a little shit. Don't give teachers a hard time. Don't throw stuff across the classroom. So yeah, don't be a little shit and just focus, Amber. I think that was what I'd, and that's why I tell my little sisters as well. I tell my little sisters, work hard and focus. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Number two is who would be your dream podcast guest or in your case like if you're doing like a radio show like who would you most like to interview or something like that or tv it's gotta be lily singh it's gotta be lily singh 100 percent. i love her i love everything she stands for she was the first brown female youtuber that looked like me and i was like wow um she's funny she's hilarious she's got great personality she's so positive i've learned so much from her as well she's just smashing the game like she's smashing the game so yeah 100 percent one of our previous guests, actually, uh, Sonali, episode 38, she interviewed Lily Singh. Oh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I've DM'd her like a really embarrassing amount of times, but <laughs> why don't I talk about that? She, she ever responded Not or like right. gave a like or anything? Uh. Not even a like. Uh, the, the third and final question is, what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? Oh, right. This is awful. Right. So I was on holiday. We went on our like uni squad holiday and there was a couple in the group and they're like we're really good friends so it was very much like the scenario you said Hamish that we were all just really good mm-hmm. friends and it was a final night 
And we were all sat around doing drinking games and whatever. And like probably had a bit too many and was like there on the bevs on the bevs. And we were talking about like how we would like to be proposed to. So like, oh, like what would be your dream like art proposal? And then Dom and Eden are the couple. Big up Dom and Eden. Like they were, they were the couple. And so Dom was like, oh, I know. And then Eden had to like close her ears. I think she went out of the room. She went out of the room and Dom told us all what the scenario would be. I was like, that's so cute. It was like, I'm just going to say it. it was like on a gondola in Italy and Rome, very like cheese, very very romantic I was like that's really cute and she comes back in a bit back in and then five minutes later we're like just chatting just chatting and then I tell her because I'm so- <laughs> wait what so she obviously doesn't know and obviously Dom didn't want her to know and we've carried on it's, the thing is it's like five ten minutes later we're like having like doing drinking games and but did you know that he didn't want her to know yeah but it just came out like I just I didn't think I didn't think like my mouth just ran away with me and I was just you no know, because I said it to Dom I was like oh yeah but you're gonna do it on a gondola that's not creative and then she sat right there and I was like Shit. and Dom was like thanks Amber thank you yeah because I remember I said to Dom I was like you're gonna do it on a gondola that's not creative at all like the wall is so dirty in Venice and um <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> right now we're face palming for those of you sorry and then people. Eden um Eden like just looked at me because I'd said gondola and Venice and I was like and then everyone was just like pissing themselves laughing. And then to that day, they were like, we don't trust Amber with anything. Because it just came out. Like, I didn't mean to. It wasn't like I was being malicious. It just, I, I was slagging off Dom in front of her. I was like, yeah, but you want to do it on a gondola. That's not creative at all. And I was like, yeah, you know, the water is really dirty in Venice as well. You might want to rethink that, pal. And then, yeah. And it was, it was, that was one of the highlights of the trip. Me exposing their marriage proposal. Bad highlight for them. But... Uh, yeah, hilarious for me. I thought it was hilarious. I was wetting myself. Um, but yeah, that's probably my <laughs> best. <laughs> I always comes to mind. It always does. So yeah, that's probably the worst. On on the uh, proposal thing, actually, question we've debated off air. Would you ever propose to your partner? Um, no, no. Like, I think I just and I'm I'm very much like I don't believe in gender roles. I'm such a feminist. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to that, I think it's a very chivalrous i think it's a very gentle like it's a gentleman thing and i love like a gent and i I think that's why i'm an independent girl if i wanted to Mm -hmm. propose to a guy i could but in preference i'd prefer him to propose Mm -hmm. so yeah i've got bad knees anyway (laughs) 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 i would want to propose i feel like i'd want i want to propose like because i just i just think i'd do a sick job with it as well Uh, yeah maybe not gondolo now (laughs) Dirty water, dirty water. And, but I would be totally fine if my partner proposed to me. I'd still be gassed. So I was like, so the controversy um, was kind of like, I was, I was like pretty much the only one that was like, yeah, I'm completely fine with it. Like I have no preference of wanting to propose. Like I know I'd do a sick job if I did, but if she wanted to propose, like if she came to the conclusion that she wanted to propose before I did, I was like, I don't yeah, think that's controversial though. That's basically the same as mine, but I just want basically to. the only one that voted this, and everyone else voted that they'd want like the guy to usually propose to them. But and they would be fine if they were proposed to. But like it wasn't like everyone want everyone kind of expected the man to. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, why the fuck does that matter? Because that's like traditionally embedded in society as part of the genderism. And so my what my reasoning was, yeah, yeah. My my logic was like, if we're trying to make everything about equality, even you having that preference, which may have been obviously, you have to ask yourself here, yeah, was that embedded due to like society, like the, the traditional thing, which is arguably always sexist and um, racist and so on. So like in this case, sexist. So like, are you sure that it's not for the re- those reasons inspired by movies that were also, I guess, doing this also because that's what's pre- present in society. But if you want to eradicate in future generations, like the best way to do it, instead of saying to them that they have to eradicate it, why not just be part of it in the first place? 
And I think it's like a simple thing. I don't think it's like Daddy. I'm like, if she proposes, like, like obviously she's probably gonna do a sick job as well. Like if she came to that conclusion before me, it probably makes my life easier because that means it's not leaving me with a question in my head. Shit, like, would she say yes to? Would she like? Would she say yes if I proposed to her? Like you know, like all all these scenarios. So like, it just makes life a lot lot more easier. And I think like as I said, equality. Like if it's about equality, then it shouldn't even matter. Like I have no preference. And that's not saying that I don't want to. It's just like, as I said before, like I think I'll do a sick job as well. But as I said, like it, it doesn't bother me. So you're not saying you do want to either. Yeah, but like if she wanted to, like, or say she expressed like Yeah, but do you what do you want to? What is your answer to that? I'd, you if to? I came to the conclusion that I wanted to marry her before she maybe wanted to marry me, then I propose. But if she came to that conclusion and she wanted to do it, maybe she told me, maybe she didn't, I'd be completely fine with it. Hmm. Like it it shouldn't really matter, right? Surely. Like Yeah, I don't point. think it matters, but I just I still want to. I understand that people have their preference, but like once again, if we talk about trying to get to an equal society, like somewhere like you're going to have to make that trade-off, right? You can't be like expecting it happen to just happen there naturally in generations. Obviously, you're going to have preference because it's embedded in our minds through society that we grew up in. But there's obviously, if you ask yourself, like, would it be because of whatever's transpired in your life and that would force you to remain this act of, in my eyes, inequality, obviously, people may not see it as inequality, but I'm like, like, if I want to remove that myself and show that to my kids and instead of telling them, like, I'd have to also be one of the people that said, no, I don't have a preference. I don't want to be the one that does it. Like, I wouldn't want her to do it or anything. Like, you know, like, I'd be fine if she did it, like, before me or whatever. Like, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's because you never see it. So you, on movies, mm-hmm. it's always the guy. You don't see the society that when people do put posts on Instagram and things, it's always the guy on one knee. You don't see, you don't see the female getting on one mm-hmm. knee. You don't see that. So it's not a norm. It should be. Like, yeah. I think it's really strong. If like a, mm-hmm. like if one of my friends proposed to their guy, I'd be like, wow, like you're, that's a, that's a strong, empowering statement that I'm going to propose. Actually, yep. I'm going against the norm. But I think like just preference wise, maybe I am being a tiny bit sexy, which I'll admit, yeah. maybe because I'm I would prefer it. But then I said I like I like a little bit of chivalry. Yes, yeah, this is the fact of independence, right? If, if I expect her to be independent, like I would I wouldn't also be like, oh shit, like she's why would I think like oh she wasn't meant to propose to me? It's always going to be down to me. Like I'd expect her to. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just one of those things that obviously I don't enforce this opinion upon others, but I ask them to think about it because if you're if we're talking about making the world as equal of a place as possible, then you can't be like waiting for it to happen naturally in the next generations. You got to ask yourself: Are you doing all the actions you're taking as well? Like, can you evaluate them? Can you ensure that you're also not contributing to it in the first place? Whereas where which is where I think a lot of people don't do, and they just in the sense of ignorance, maybe sometimes naivety. But it's, yeah, nice, it's nice to see a guy do yeah. a cute thing. So it's nice because you don't often see that either. So when yeah. guys do these big, like, I'm not saying I'd want that. I wouldn't want like a big romantic. Yeah. But when they do that, it's very much like, it's okay for like guys to do cute gestures for their girls and to kind of like get in their feels and do a nice mm-hmm. speech when they propose that. I think there's also that in, in there as well. I, th- I don't I don't know, like, but I think it's harder for a guy to be a bit more emotional and affectionate than a girl. I think that comes naturally to a girl. I think females are naturally affectionate and do that. So when you see a guy do that, I think it was Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone proposed to his girlfriend mm-hmm. who'd been for years. That, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like he did it on boat in Paris. No one expected it because Bugsy's so like, wow, like, bro, like this is a thing. Like this, this is, this is okay. Like, yeah, he's chats bars about like, you know, shagging girls, but it's just a really romantic thing. So I think there's also that as well. I think that's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say like, Bugsy Malone is contributing to sexism by proposing. No. Yeah, I'm saying like obviously he had his reasons and stuff, but like as I said, like, I just ex- it's kind of my 
So I remember like on my personality reporting they made us do when we started working, it was like, I just have naturally high expectations of people, yeah. Um, which is very true. I do agree with that. And I do try to tone it down so that I get disappointed in them less often. So it's just one of those things, like I just expect people to kind of like, especially in the society and you know, the, the topics we try to debate about equality, I just expect them to um, at least ask themselves, are they contributing it to themselves or are they like trying to do something different or are they just trying to, you know, just flow with it? I'm not saying that you're obviously... I'm being sexist by wanting the guy to do it. That's like, you still have a preference, you know, but all I say is like in general to everyone, the people I've had the debate with, ask yourself, is that because of what's been there in society and and that's embedded in you or is that truly because of something like internal that you'd want to propose to her first? Like, yeah, so yeah, that was, that was that's just my stance on it. Cool, cool. That was a slight tangent anyway. Um, <laughs> back on track. Uh, Amber, is there anyone you would like to see come on the third wheel? So I think I would love to see one of my work friends and become like like one of my best friends, um, Beth Dinnell. So yeah, I think she would be amazing on the podcast and I think you'd have a laugh with her. The next section is a shout out. So this is where you can basically plug anything you want or as many things as you want as well. So yeah, go ahead, plug whatever you want. It could be anything. Well, if Nando's yeah. could give me that black card that I deserve, that would be great. <laughs> if Nando's could hook me up with some merch, that would be amazing. I would like to plug WCRFM. I have a show on there, Tuesday, 7 till 9. Because you guys are in London, right? But you can listen online at WCRFM.com. And you can hear my beautiful voice for two hours on a Tuesday evening. Um, what else would I like to plug? That's it, really. And I just want everyone to have... We've only got like one month left of the year. Um, so instead of being like, oh, my God, I want 2020 to like end and just go into 2021. Let's enjoy this last month and just have the best time and yeah we've turned the negative into a positive with this whole rona thing so yeah hope everyone has the best last month of 2020 i don't have any more plugs really yeah aaron do you want to be next or um you go next i'm trying to find the song i want played (laughs) (laughs) now honestly i was going to change my shout-outs based on depending on the topics we speak but now that now that i know that it's all cool um based on so there's a bunch of albums that would have probably been released by this point so one with nave smalls and m honcho i think it's called dna go check it out m Heady ones, Edna came out the other day. Yeah, I need to listen to that store. And then I'm also going to, I found out artists the other day. Actually, wait, another one, Australian Drill App. It's all going to be on my music. I'm going to plug a single playlist. It's going to be on that playlist. There was um, one for the Australian Drill Music Group. They're actually really sick. And then the final one, the final one that I'm going to put in there is, where is it? It's called, by this guy called French the Kid called Broke Toys. I didn't know of him until yesterday. And it's an absolute banger. Cool, cool. My, my song probably doesn't need a shower because it's like classic banger. But it's my request to play. It's very different vibe, Tamish's. Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown. Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown. So this is a reflection of your love life, right? So Somebody Else's Guy. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's one of my favourites. Wow. <laughs> Jocelyn Brown. Is this a party vibe? I thought you wanted to... No, no, to it's a party vibe. Party it is a party. Hour on Tuesday to be like, listen, I went on this sick podcast over the weekend. Yeah. Had, had a laugh. And I want to play some tunes to pick up them. So, yeah somebody else's guy maybe listen to it beforehand just to make sure that yeah I'll, I'll find i'll find a specific track because i don't want dutch belly band of diaries to be the only representation of me <laughs> i feel like that is the song of the episode, that is the song yeah. of the episode. exactly like you couldn't make it over like i can't believe you just happened to mention dutch belly band of diaries like as i put as i had it in the music thing as well but yeah, if you let me know your song, of course I will play it between eight and nine. And you can listen online. Every Tuesday night is called the Tuesday Takeover with Amber. And cool. I'll record when I play you guys. I'll record your, the shout out to you guys. Oh, awesome, awesome. Oh yeah, remember to check out Instagram as well. I don't know, I don't know the handle off my heart because that's where she posts the stories. So that's when you know when she's live. Oh yes, and well, um, it's at just Amber. So if you open, it's just Amber. All this stuff will be in the description as well. So yeah, go check that out. Thank you so much for having me. You've been amazing. Oh, it's the first time I've met, and it's been like a great laugh. 
and the podcast has been great so thanks for having me no thanks so much for coming on thank you and uh, nice meeting you as well by the way this is our first time all meeting yeah so. it is <laughs> so no thanks for having me um yeah awesome well thanks everyone for listening i hope you all enjoyed it and we'll chat to you next week all right see ya bye Hold me closer, I'll take you for a ride, girl we can drive all night.